0: What you gonna do? And you yes. said, back in the 80s, I'd be like, oh, yeah. It was know, enormous, we'll, and you'd I get know all the time. what are you gonna do? <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> I want to know what you're gonna do. <laughs> Brock's about to pack up and leave. I can oh, yeah. see <laughs> this. Is,
1: this interview is not starting off <laughs>
0: We're not recording, are we? Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Our. Welcome to Brock and
2: Pep's unsportsmanlike convo. Right. Right. Here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti.
1: All right, welcome <laughs> to the 34th episode Man. of the Unsportsmanlike Condo wow. Convo. I'm excited. You said 34. <laughs> I got pretty pumped. We're, yeah, we're that's pretty wild. We're getting close. 35 is you know we're almost at 50. What we got to do something big for 50? 50.
0: 50 will be a party. 50 will be. We know what we'll do for 50. We'll bring back every guest that we've had. And do a, like a every every guest gets ten minutes to say something or whatever. I don't know. A oh, rapid fire one. Yeah, that's do not You guys bad. want to come back for uh, number fifty? Just nod before because we, we okay, perfect. We haven't officially introduced our guests yet. So, so just, just random. Guys, the, yeah. There's a waitress. who's yeah, yeah, yeah. gonna be here for the. Do you guys come back for our fifty? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> oh yeah, we're good. Perfect. <laughs>
1: Another Ryan Ginger. We we're are good.
0: at the RA Center by the way.
1: Yeah. RA Center. It's not uh, super hopping tonight right now. It's a little bit early, but uh, hopefully we'll get some more. Uh, fans? They're not fans. They're just people who eat pizza around us. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And ask
0: questions. The guys that sit behind us, racquetball team. Oh, is that and who it was last ra- time? Racquetball league.
1: Are they coming in later?
0: They'll be here soon.
1: They're a rowdy bunch. They are. They so, are a uh, rowdy bunch. Yeah, anyway. Hopefully this sounds okay. I know uh, when we had uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Bisson on, it was a little bit noisy. Yeah. Because I think of that racquetball. That it's racquetball funny to party? talk about a racquetball group being rowdy. They but, were. Uh, yeah, I think that just uh, the four mics were picking up all the sounds around and stuff. So um, anyway, we got uh, quite the show today. We've got a couple did, of studs on the table here. You we, want to introduce yeah, them? Yeah,
0: man. And, you know, we're talking – this is primarily hoops today, I think. all Essentially all hoops. We have a quick segment of NCAA, but we're talking hoops. we got our Ottawa basketball insiders. Not just Ottawa hoops, but the NBA. And uh, these boys <laughs> – you drop inside or you get the air horn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's great. Uh, we have with us tonight uh two uh good friends of mine, above all else, but two basketball experts. We have Dan Case and Dave Barbie in the house. Boys, how you doing? Very good, very, very good. good. Yeah. fantastic. They got here uh <laughs> earlier than we did and ate and drank a little bit before we got here. So uh, yeah, smart. Smart. Yeah, that's a good way to start it. And um so we're excited to have you on. You guys are uh, frequent contributors on our Facebook and uh, Facebook pages and well, both pages, uh, the pep talk and also the UC. Um, always hot takes, always well thought out. Um, good conversation starters. You obviously know what you're talking about and you're heavily involved in basketball in the community. So just to get started, I'd like you just to introduce yourselves. What are you Dan? What do you do?
3: Yeah, uh, thanks, Pep. I'm a high school teacher. Uh, I've been a high school basketball coach for 20-plus years uh, in the Ottawa community. Uh, Currently, I'm also the president of the Goldburn Basketball Association and uh, coaching my daughter's team there as well as high school basketball. Uh, And I sit on the board of uh, Ottawa Elite uh, Coaching Board for uh, the Elite Club programs.
0: That's amazing. Uh, And you play. Yeah, yeah. Monday nights we light it up, Pep. Oh yeah, uh, Dan plays in the same league I play in, and uh, same and team. Uh, no, same, uh, hopefully soon. I wouldn't see the ball if I played on his team. That <laughs> I have full, first-hand experience with. I like to shoot, <laughs> but so does Dan. Actually, Dan yeah. is uh, Dan is what I call I call him Mister Money in the Bank. Oh yeah. Because when when the uh, game's on the line, guess who wants the ball? <laughs> Dan Case. That's right. He wants the ball. So. Yeah. Um, so you're involved in coaching, um, and you're also a teacher at now the Goldburn Association or Goldburn. Goldburn Basketball, yeah. Basketball. What, what area, what demographic is that? What yeah, part so of that's town, out that? in the
3: West End, mostly Stittsville, uh, Richmond, Munster, you know, that kind of uh, demographic out that way. Uh, very small club compared to like European and Ottawa Shooting Stars. I say that, but as we'll talk about later, uh, basketball's booming, so we're booming too. You know? Excellent. Like, really yeah, nice I was just going to
0: ask that. Is there a lot of, a lot of registration? Is it? Uh... Yeah.
3: When I started there, uh, when I started on the board there, we were about, I want to say around 350, 400 people, and we're pushing 800. Like we're 750-ish. So you double.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
3: and that's only like three years. You
0: know? That's amazing.
3: That's good. What do you attribute the growth to? well we you know
0: raptors for sure uh the
3: Raptors' success yeah they won the championship last year and we saw a significant spike as a result of that but they just they've gotten a conversation going right like they're they're the ones over the last few years you know what's missing a guy like Kawhi is missing you know or whatever that conversation ends up being so people start talking basketball people start watching basketball and then they want to start playing basketball and their kids want to play basketball so uh, it's really, we don't do anything differently in terms of advertising. It's all organic. They're just kind of signing up and reaching out to us.
0: Hey, as a basketball fan, that's great to hear. Yeah, that's all absolutely. I got to say. Dave, Dave Barbie in the house as well. Dave, what do you do?
3: Uh, just like Dan, I'm a teacher. I
2: actually taught with Dan, uh, what was it, seven, eight years ago, and then beyond that. And when Dan was the senior boys basketball coach at SRB, I was the junior boys basketball coach. So, Oh, I great kind program, of, right? Uh, you guys can just sort of f- yeah. funnel
0: through that. The same, same coaching philosophy, Same I'm sure.
2: stuff. Yeah. We ran same program, same systems. Same offenses? Uh, same, yeah. And so I'd be know. able yeah. to kind of set stuff in, in in 9 and 10, and then they'd hit grade 11 with Dan, and he'd say, we're running Kentucky, and they'd all know what the drill is. And, oh, man. And that's... so now he can just manage and, and fine-tune stuff and all that. So that was great.
1: Did, Did you guys just... collaborate on that? Like beforehand, you guys have yeah. those discussions, say, yeah. you know, we're going to be doing this, or is it one guy take the lead over the other? I, I would say Dan took the lead.
2: Yeah, yeah I would've. told you what to do. <laughs> I, I was the newbie young pup, ah. and he was the I've already been doing this. <laughs> Him and our good old uh, boy, Pat Kirkham. Oh, Give Kirkham. A little shout-out to Kirkham, oh, Kirkham, Kirkham
0: right now. Pat, you know Pat Kirkham Oh, I know well. Pat Kirkham. There you go. Yeah, he's got good elbows. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, like, they would run a practice from, say, 3.30 to 5.00, and give us poor old junior boys the five o'clock to seven slot after them.
4: The junior so boys. So I,
2: uh, I would go and watch their, their practice, pick apart what they're doing, ask them questions, and then try to run the same
3: stuff afterwards. And, and then it just kind of built. We, we would meet uh, preseason a lot of times. If there was anything significant that we wanted to change, you, you know, you can't, you can't make one size fit all. So you, depending on the athletes you're getting or whatever, you know, we're going to go with a four out offense or whatever and uh change some of the things we want to do on our press or whatever you know we would talk about those things and yeah when i get those guys i'm not introducing anything i'm just refining and we're picking up the pace and we're yeah maybe a kid's grown by that time right or
0: or yeah the the kids that have funneled through have gotten bigger or smaller or whatever or grown into their body yeah Yeah. he would even
2: like he would pick apart kind of things like i'm doing the senior team and you know dave we really have to work on this is that something you can focus on with the juniors? And so then that would be my job, is kind of be kind of his grassroots to
3: his his offset of championships.
0: Uh, and would you say yeah. that other other schools try to emulate that, have the coach? No way. Eh? That's a ra- that's a rare situation. Yeah. Uh, you
3: know, everybody has their own model. Like some uh, there's a there's coaches out there that they coach the kids to get them in grade seven, seven to 12 school. They'll coach them right through seven junior, senior, you know, and that's their model. Uh, Glebe, those guys—they—they they would take those kids in junior and then move up with them, whatever. So everyone has their own approach. I didn't have to do that, right? I stayed—I stayed as the face of the senior team. Dave yeah. stayed face of the junior team, and it worked for us. That's just the approach we took.
0: And they, Dave, you said was—are you still currently coaching? Are you still currently teaching in the same school?
3: And- I'm still at board, and Dan's moved on. Yeah, you, you, I moved on a while back, seven years ago. I moved to Lisger, and Now I'm at Earl of March. Earl of March. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. And you're obviously involved, still involved in coaching.
3: Uh, I coach, I'm a club soccer coach. Club soccer.
2: Oh, and I do our school wrestling team. And so I don't do the basketball anymore. With three kids at home, life's a little bit too busy. So the basketball sure. took kind of a side. I'll help out the coaches that are in now. I'll talk to them a little bit about some of the players coming in, some of my thoughts. It's just a question of finding the time. So I did uh, I did the coaching for the junior boys for seven or eight years now. Yep. And then kind of it took a side with my other coaching commitments and family commitments, it became too much.
0: Of course, I, I, I got out of coaching for the ex- exact same reason, uh, minus the kids and family, but <laughs> it just work and, li- and life got just too hectic to, you really got to commit to it, right? You like do. you're, you don't, especially at the high school level, the kids know when you're sort of half into it or not. And I, when I got to that point, I had to get, I had to get out of coaching because I didn't fail, I was doing the kids justice. And you know, our, my last year coaching, our record showed, um, It was an indication of how much effort i had put in effort's the wrong word how much time i had committed or not committed so um good on you both for continuing to help kids youth um super important Uh, it's
1: it's funny you bring up the coaching i just had a discussion today with uh, a couple guys in the football community and one of the things this certain program that's going to be uh coming down the pipe fairly soon uh talked about starting younger with the kids but really making an emphasis on younger coaches and really developing younger coaches because the fact that once we get into that stage where we're married, kids, we start having more commitments and they're pulling us away, it's really hard to commit to a a team. And the development of these younger coaches is paramount to the success of the program. Do you guys find that same sort of need and requirement in basketball or do you find there's a lot more guys ready to
3: sort of take the reins? I don't know of basketball. I'll I'll say I have two lenses on this one because the club lens and the high school lens, right? So because basketball's booming like crazy, we need the we need the people to step up to give these kids the coaches they need to be able to play. Uh, it's tough. The uh, basketball OBA requires uh, level two certification uh, to be a coach, right? And that's an assistant or a head coach, and that's a lot of time and that's a lot mm-hmm. of effort on top of being a coach and being a professional or whatever it is you're doing, you know. Uh, so we, we, we put all these kind of barriers in front of us and it makes it tough. So to try to get somebody who's young and passionate to say, Hey, yeah, go to Toronto and do this uh, weekend course. And then all these other requirements that are on top of it, just to get your level one. And then I need you to do it again to get your level two and then you can coach. Is it only in Toronto for that? Well, mostly. we we, like, we do get Ottawa? We do. Uh, in September, we usually get a level one session, one level one session. Okay. But if you don't have your coaches in place yet, or if yeah. it doesn't, maybe they got a wedding that weekend or whatever, you know, like it's not happening. So we need those coaches. We need those young coaches. It resonates better with the younger kids when you have young people in there. 100%. You know? Uh, and I think as well, if we can do a better job uh, sharing what we know or think we know about the sport with those young coaches, then they're starting at a higher level than we were. And then we can just improve. Like and we always talk a, about yeah. starting the kids earlier, but what about those coaches? I love that philosophy. Yeah. You know? It's a, yeah.
1: The whole thing is the whole purpose of what we do and, and for guys who've gone through it is to come back and to leave the state of that sport in Ottawa better than it was when we got there. So the kids got to be better. The coaches got to be better. And we have to work together
3: in order to get that improvement. But
1: yeah, it's good to hear. That's kind of cool.
3: At the high school level, just to add to that though, Brock, the, unfortunately uh, there's two things that play. One Uh, the same people that coach everything, or coach one thing, coach everything. You know what I mean, in high school? And that's not to take away, because other people are doing wonderful things within the high school, but it's the same eight to dozen people coaching wrestling, football, basketball, curling, whatever it is. So you don't necessarily have a basketball person coaching basketball. right? The other thing that's coming up, and I'd love to talk about it at some point, is there's a transition in my belief in high school basketball. It used to be, you wore your school jersey. That was that was it. You know what I mean? Like if you can bring a championship home, championship home to your school, you were you were king. Now, people people don't even sign up sometimes because club has become their thing. Or those those top end kids that are re- that you really need to win that big championship, they're going to they're going elsewhere to play. You know, maybe uh, JUCO or not JUCO, but prep school in the states or something. We got some local people trying to keep them here, like Tony House has started up a CTA program. It's yeah, I've seen keeping that keeping kids now, in, in the city, so we can at least watch this talent grow in front of us. Mm-hmm. But the, the landscape of basketball, and I think it's true of football. Uh, yeah. You know, they have some prep school stuff going on in St. Oh, yeah. Joe's and so forth.
1: That's it's just folded, changed. so there'll be a. Yeah, a, that's true. A, the yeah.
3: conversation I had today was
1: regarding a new thing that will be better run. Um, and with local guys that are doing it, as opposed to a group out of Toronto, but everything you just said right now about basketball and high school basketball and the state of it right now is—it uh, mimics exactly what's football is going on um, in terms of the high school versus the clubs versus the prep schools. And um, you know, I'm on a, on a, I'm in a group of influencers in the football community that are working together to. Um, Rectify the situation to a point, or at least clarify guidelines and and, uh, um, tiers in terms of football from the high school, and then if you know if you're kind of the top echelon within your high school, you might be playing club, and then from the club you kind of go on. So there is that tiered system. Understanding what each one is for, and um, you know, anyway, that's just that's a huge hurdle from the football thing, and it sounds like basketball is kind of having the same uh, the same issues. But
3: but like you guys, it sounds uh, we want to work together. Right? Yeah. like Tony's reaching out he's trying to bridge gaps between high school club prep school whatever uh, we just want to give kids opportunity I think if yeah. you keep that in mind that's a good thing right hundred uh, percent but uh, there's ways to do it better and and not so be so fractured and fragmented and, and uh, uh, guys like Tony guys like Dave Smart they're out there trying to uh, make sure that we we do this thing the right way yeah it's
1: you know? oh, awesome yeah no that's perfect Carlos
0: Brown does some really good stuff in the way. Yeah. Um, Saturdays he offers up his time mm-hmm. um, he, I saw him actually invite a random kid to come and play uh, scrimmage on a Saturday I was there to help him and uh, the, the kid showed up never never played basketball before just pick up ball 10 years old uh, Carlos put him in a, in a league game he was coaching uh, Sims and they were playing uh, the Wolverines and he, he called him over. There was there's two gyms side by side. He called him over. And Max, come here. Come here, Max. Max comes running over. He goes, uh, go sit on the bench. You're going to get in the game. And, you know, Max was like, I'm going to play the game. I'm gonna play the game. Yeah. It, was the, it was the best thing I've ever seen. It was the coolest thing. The kid's eyes lit up. He actually got to play in a competitive five-on-five refereed game. And that's what we need in, in, in our community. Guys like Carlos Brown and the guys you mentioned, Tony House, yeah. and Merrick Palmer does some really good things, too. So, um really good stuff what you guys do and i know you guys personally and i know we all share the same philosophy when it comes to coaching and how we want kids to develop and you know teamwork respect hard work all that good stuff x's and o's sort of come secondary but um in terms of coaching at the high school level some money could money be an incentive to, re- to retain good coaches that no matter how young or old is you want to pay coaches, coaches? Yeah, so you know, there's, there's, and I won't name names, I won't name schools, but I know some schools on my side of the, of the, the river, who, whose incentive is, look, we're, we're almost desperate, you know, here's, well, here's reality money. is that's the not, American model as yeah. well, right? And it's not a ton of money, but it's, no, it's an incentive so it's a to redeem, right? Yeah. yeah, so man, I'm, I'm old school, you know, like
3: I get up at 5:30 to get to my, my practice. I'm working with these. You know, 16, 17-year-old boys and girls, whatever. And they're there with me, and we're, we're, we're going to work, you know? Like, they're giving up their sleep for you know, the teenagers, you know? Yeah. Getting up, wanting to work. They're growing their passion of a sport that I love. I don't know. I don't want to be paid for that. I feel like I'm taking something away from them. But if they are paying me to do that, to make it cheaper for the kid to play, you know?
0: A uh, Man, listen, I'm with you. I'm, and I was. I, I can only think back to my playing days with Brian Donlin and george and that's what you know that's that was the philosophy we went to work you know and it was but it was like the camaraderie the 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 representing a school a name on the front not in the back all that stuff you know and i still to this day and i I get ridiculed for it sometimes and i don't care i'm so proud of the time i spent in high school because of my coaches and representing darcy mcgee high school and the burgundy and gold and um and you just you hit upon it when it came to like that representation of a school or a school name, it's sort of, it's waning a little bit and it's not, it's, I don't want it to disappear. And I, I see it happening in, in my, my alma mater and in some of the schools in the Utaway. I know Filament's doing their, their darndest to keep the Filament the pride. They've got some good coaches over at Filament basketball and uh, and football, but, I, you know, it's 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 tough to see. And uh, some of the Quebec schools have adopted uh, a real school pride philosophy um, and their football programs are really good in Quebec.
1: Oh, their football programs are very strong. So yeah. the Gigi's the best eight years of your life? That high school talk? <laughs> 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 I'd like to introduce you to the, the newest on. paid coach there. Come on. Dada, no. oh, you okay. know, we talk about the paid thing. Yeah. I totally agree with with you in terms of, you know, one, being an American model, and two, sort of that feeling of everybody's there getting the work. There's something to be said for me about accountability, and I, I think my, my take on getting paid as a coach is the flip side where if you're getting paid, it's a job. You can very easily get fired if you're not doing it properly. Where I think a lot of volunteers are in the position because people are, are desperate for the coaches and they're like, we have nobody else. And there's it loses a bit of that accountability from a coaching standpoint. Uh, but from an American model, there's no there, the high schools are not making any money on Friday Night Lights football with the, the GGs and the Falcons playing each other. Nobody's paying for that. So where does that money come from? That's a whole different entity kind of thing. But, um, no doubt. you know, no doubt. it has its positive and negatives. And, you know, it's, it's not an easy fix by just paying coaches. So I just think
2: that the accountability is huge, though. Yeah? Because, like, even if you go into the club scene, like in the hockey scene at the younger ages, you've got parent coaches. Well, now you're dealing with a whole other can of worms when they're taking their their daughter's or son's best friend on the team that shouldn't be on the team because they've got ulterior motives. Whereas you've got a paid coach, non-parent, so that's me for my soccer, my club, every single coach, non-p- a non-parent, paid coach. Everyone, every level. And it changes things yep. because now, as you said, it's like a job. Yeah. And if we go back to getting the kids in, when I preach it to all the younger kids, they'll come around in the camp, they're 14, 15 years old, and I'll say... Why don't you coach? So for me, other than being a teacher, I've never had a job in my life. I've been a paid soccer coach since I was 15 years old. And it started out as a, I could be a referee and get paid 10 bucks for a night, or I can go and coach and get paid 10 bucks for a night. Right. Well, I'd rather go and coach. If I ref, I got to deal with people like Dan Casey yelling at me. Like, <laughs> well, so I'm, I'd rather coach. Yeah. And so I sell that to all of these young kids and tell them, come on out and coach. We'll give you 10 bucks a session. And now, all of a sudden, they've got their part-time job. They don't have to go to McDonald's and flip burgers.
1: That's a club team, right? That's a club yeah. team. Club team. So high it's a school little would different, be different from high school,
2: but yeah, for sure. But again, if we want to be able to retain these coaches at older ages, Dan's lucky he's got a sympathetic wife. I'm lucky I've got a sympathetic wife. Right. But for a lot of people, like I used to coach, our, in the fall I would coach soccer, winter I would coach basketball and wrestling at the same time, and then the spring I'd coach soccer. And that's... So at one point, my wife said, enough's enough. We've got three kids at home. I need you home. And so I had to make choices. Now, if I was getting paid, would she be, you know what, coach a second team because we could use that couple <laughs> grand. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and maybe that ends up keeping me around coaching a little more because I can now justify it at
1: home. I did that with uh, when I was doing the prep school of St. Joe's. I was coaching for them, and it was a paid Uh, Thing I initially agreed to 50% of the time. So I was going to do half of it with another coach. He bailed. So, of course, you know, I'm pretty pumped up about it anyway. I like having the control and and helping put systems in and working with the kids. So I had to renegotiate for doing a larger chunk. And those negotiations started with my wife before I got to them. (laughs) Of course it does. And whatever I renegotiated, I'm like, well, that goes to you because you got to – you know, take care of the household. So I had, like, two negotiating uh, t- sessions to make sure that I could do it. It worked out okay. But, uh, uh, yeah, like, you, know you know what, have yeah. to think of it.
3: You know what we could do if we did a better job as uh, maybe leaders in our community sport is grooming those younger kids that were coaching to aspire to be coaches. You know, like, uh, a guy I coach with, Jeff Edwards, uh, he's often, his motto is, I want these ladies involved in basketball some way, refereeing, playing as women's league, coaching, whatever it might be when they're, when they're our age, you know? Jeff Edwards uh, from the league? Uh, from the league, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. 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 And uh, there's a kid that I coached years ago. I actually cut him one year. And when I had an exit interview with him, when I cut him, I said, you know what? You know the game. I see you more of a coach than a player someday. you know." And didn't, didn't really, wasn't all that intentional on my part. It was a conversation I'm having with a kid. But I really believed it at the time. But years go by, I forgot about that conversation. He comes back to me and he says, "Case, you remember when you told me this? And I said, yeah, yeah. And he's coaching Algonquin women's basketball. And he coached high school and he's done club. And he's incredibly involved in the Ottawa community. And I didn't mean to do it. I didn't intentionally do it. But I had the conversation and said, I see a coaching future for you. Like, how many times will we... I wish I had more of those conversations. There's more kids sure. who I've coached that I saw that in, but I never told right? If we did more of that, have those conversations, maybe those people aspire to be coaches because they're the people you want coaching, right? Those mm-hmm. natural leaders that Absolutely, you see, yeah. you want them coaching?
1: Absolutely. So, You ever tell a kid that you should be a coach, not a player, just because he's not a very good player? Well, that's what <laughs> happened with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it took, was he true,
3: took too, though. It was totally down. true, though. Uh, he, was, uh, he was a better coach than a player. For that's sure.
0: awesome. <laughs> Boys, wow. So, if the intro is anything like what the rest is going to be we're going to be on fire we're going to take a quick break when we come back brock's got five minutes of ncaa action to talk about maybe longer than five minutes we'll we'll shoot for 10 minutes and then uh we're going to get dive into uh some of the content here we got a lot of basketball talk to uh to get with uh, dave and dan uh, so we'll be right back all right
4: One, two, three, four, five, six, three.
0: And we are back. And uh, a quick interlude here uh, when it comes to... uh, This show is primarily dedicated to basketball. We've got uh, Dan Case and Dave Barbie in the house. But, you know, the NCAA is in full swing. uh, Yes. Playoffs are just around the corner. And there were some big games this weekend. I think... Again, I don't follow NCAA basketball, uh, uh, football as much as Brock does, but um, I think everything stayed status quo when it came to like expectations of teams winning and losing this weekend. I'm not sure. You'd have to remind me. I'm pretty sure you said this
1: off air, and I said, "Well, if you think that Florida was supposed to lose to Georgia, then that's fine." But I felt like it
0: was a dig, and you're doing it again right now. No, Georgia was supposed to beat Florida, and they did.
1: Yeah, it's true. They're minus. Okay, let's go. I love Florida.
0: Anyway, Brock, (laughs)
1: it's over, Pat. Going right to it. Uh <laughs> oh, Pep, you should have played trumpet back For in. For the...
0: those of you who don't recognize that music, it is it is the Theme for college football Saturdays. SEC
1: on CBS.
0: The SEC on CBS, specifically the SEC.
1: Specifically the SEC. I am an SEC homer for anybody who does not remember or know. I'm a huge Gator fan. I believe the SEC is by far the best conference in the country. And uh, that... Opening theme song gives me goosebumps every single time.
0: I know. Uh, and you just you start doing the YMCA stuff with it and everything. It's wild. Yeah, I don't know. I got a little, yeah, a little big, You were playing the trumpet too, yeah, so let's give bad. it a, All right. Big weekend in college football. Um, quick analysis of what happened this weekend. What do we got look, looking forward to this upcoming weekend? Brock, the floor is yours. The floor is
1: mine. Week 10 has come and gone. Um, how many weeks? Those, sorry. How many weeks are there in college football? How uh, many games? 12. Have, it's just a 12-game season, eh? 12, and then the championship. So it starts to weed off. So uh, Florida has Vanderbilt, Missouri, and then Florida State. So there's three weeks left. They have a couple bye weeks in there, but it goes you know, 12, 13 weeks, and then a championship week. Florida State fired their coach? Florida State has fired their coach. They raised over $20 million from alumni to fire Willie Taggart. So Willie Taggart is by far the smartest man i think i've seen in college football he came and transferred out of oregon florida state lured him in with a huge huge paycheck and uh he lasted uh what was that eight games yeah was this his first season it might have been his first season shit if it's his first season eight games and then he just got a 25 million dollar buyout
0: where's the applause button uh, this is uh, uh, that deserves twenty-five
1: million dollars buyout. That's... So he is unemployed, <laughs> retired,
0: whatever. Great job, Willie Taggart. Hey, now, take the money and run, pal.
1: You know, there's you know rumors about who's going in there. Somebody threw out Urban Meyer, and I said to Florida State, "You're crazy." No. Anyway, Taggart's out. SEC, Florida, number six played number eight Georgia last week, and I hate to say it but georgia beat florida georgia was six and a half point
0: favorites um and
1: so they actually covered by a half a point and this you
0: you surprised me by telling me that this plays this game is played in jacksonville florida that's which, correct which isn't the home of florida. either team either team it's a neutral site florida's
1: in gainesville georgia but jacksonville kind of falls in between athens georgia and uh gainesville did you guys know this Oh, I, I muted them so they I'm wouldn't sorry. just interrupt my SEC rants. <laughs> sorry. Yes, uh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, no, Jacksonville, so they have it there. It's, uh, it's a long tradition at this point. It used to be called the world's largest cocktail party. Now they can't promote that for drinking purposes. But the other thing I was thinking about when I was watching the game is that that stadium doesn't hold nearly as much as, uh, as the Swamp. Um, I don't even know if it holds as much as uh, as George's home is it, field. Is it
0: uh, Jacksonville's stadium? Is yeah. it a Jaguar yeah, yeah. Stadium?
1: Yeah, I don't know if you watched any of the game, but if they do the aerial shots, and it is like a straight line down the middle of the field lengthwise, and one side is completely red and black, and the other side is completely blue and orange. That's
0: what I noticed, I'm like, and I saw the two end zones were different colors. They had the the Florida yep. colors, and the, I'm like, what am I watching here? Why are they? Was this a bowl game?
1: Yeah, no, they do this yeah. every year. It's uh, phenomenal. That's a bucket list one for me to get down there. Um, this year is not the year for us to do it. A couple injuries on the front seven, and uh, Georgia, uh, Florida could not get the pressure on to uh, Jake Fromm with just the four
0: guys. Brock's a huge Florida Gators fan, if you're unaware of this. Right. <laughs> but it goes also basketball. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, once you start with the football team, you kind of follow that one along a little bit.
0: You know, wh- I've never asked you why. All these years, you know, Why? Uh, why, why Florida? I mean, <laughs> same thing. Why Georgetown? But you know, why Florida? Now, Georgetown's a better Georgetown's question. A, yeah. no, really... Georgetown's a great team.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Colgate beat Georgia, uh, Georgetown last week, uh, and Colgate's only won two football games this year, and one of them's to Georgetown. But anyway, um, I digress. Uh, Florida was. I remember being like eight or nine. I was going to Rough Rider games with my dad and. The family would go, and you kind of get into it, and I guess they must have showed the Gators on TV a lot. That was probably Emmett Smith days and stuff too, and uh, there was one shot I remember watching, it and it was from, like, the sideline, and Florida just scored. I think it was in the swamp, and they sort of panned around the stadium, and it wasn't high def back then, but all you see was the, the sea of blue and orange, which I thought the colors were great, and uh, the, the atmosphere was something else. It was a sunny day. It was beautiful, and just... From that point on, I started watching the Gators on TV as a kid, and um, just kind of went from there.
2: Now, Brock, are you an Ottawa
1: boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: so, did you like it when Jesse Palmer went there?
1: Well, Jesse and I played together. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I went to
2: school it, with Jesse. Oh,
1: yeah. all right then. There, there, you, uh, go. there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Jesse and I played at, at Myers together, and okay. uh, actually, it was his uh, his father, Bill, who was who was pushing him a lot for his development. But it was, it was fun. Uh, yeah. He was our coach, uh, my two last years of midget. And um, I was just a big 16-year-old playing for fun. And he's like, oh, well, you got to come check out these combines, got to come do all this stuff that Jesse was doing. And then within six months, I went from just a big kid having fun playing city football to being recruited by 47 different schools, you know. So I attribute a lot to the... the, uh, uh, the Palmers, in terms of being exposed to how things are supposed to go, and nobody before them had really had any idea of what to do in terms of kids getting looks from the states and stuff. So, um, so yeah, Jesse, and I, I mean Jesse and I used to room together on the road and stuff as well. So uh, I still touch base with them every once in a while. Um, but when he went there, I was uh, I was pretty jealous. Uh, my first school was, you know, was Michigan, and you know, in retrospect, it would have been blocking for Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady was there on my visit and stuff too, and they ended up winning the national championship that year. But I was always a big Florida fan, and I was always like, if I got one of those letters in the mail that was addressed to like Derek, I'd have been like, I'm in. And like, well, you're not Derek, no, but I'm in, whatever. Um, so yeah. So anyway. I- you know, I, I did get a little bit of the Florida experience through Jesse and some of his, uh, we used to exchange emails and stuff. And he would fill me in on some, and uh, there was some jealousy involved for sure. Anyway. Dave, did you play football? No, I should have.
2: You know, you,
0: you should have because I've played basketball I was told that a lot of against times I you. I've played basketball against you, and uh, your lower half is, is <laughs> like. It's the soccer, am t- buddy. Am I making this up, Dan? No, it's
3: true. He's too <laughs> strong <laughs> as an yeah. ox.
0: He boxed you out. You weren't going anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, strong as an ox, man. That was basketball. Uh Uh-oh. There's got to be a sound bite here. Is there a sound bite? Or are you going to mute my mic?
1: (laughs) No, I shouldn't mute your mic. I'm not going to. I'm going to start this over. It went to basketball. (laughs) This is SEC football talk right here. You just want to hear the song again. I do. I like it. Oh, for the love of God. No, okay. Okay. (laughs) Look, Florida lost. fine. They dropped down in the the rankings. They didn't drop as far as I thought they were going to with a, a second loss, but they've lost twice. But to really two top playoff teams with LSU and Georgia. The other games were uh, Memphis and SMU. SMU finally lost 54-48, uh, to 48. so they're out. And App State, who was the Cinderella team for a little while, with a uh, uh, buddy of mine, Anwar Stewart, is coaching there. They finally lost to Georgia Southern, which was probably they were looking ahead. Anwar but, uh, Stewart,
0: former Alouette? Yep. Yeah.
1: I was at Kentucky uh, not too long ago. I think I brought that up with Bisson, but uh, he's at App State now. Anyway, so those are basically the three big games that happened this weekend that anybody cares about. The playoff rankings have come out. Everything else before was the AP poll, the coaches poll. That's fine. The playoff voting and calculations have come out officially. And to really no one's surprise, or shouldn't be, anybody who watches football, Ohio State is at number one. Uh, they've looked extremely, extremely good. And I think there's actually a petition to have Ohio State move into the NFL and the Dolphins to go back and play Big Ten. <laughs> so Ohio State's at number one. I've LSU but that's another story. LSU is at number two, Bama at number three, and Penn State sneaks in at number four that's for the team. top playoff seating at this point. At five, we got Clemson. Six, Georgia. Georgia's moved up and taken Florida's spot. Then we have Oregon, who's actually looked pretty good from what I've seen. I watched some of that USC game, and I got to say, USC's young quarterback is going to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That I was impressed. impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember his name now, uh, but he looks really good. And uh, I thought maybe they'd put up a shot against Oregon, and uh, Oregon ended up running away with it. I, They're not bad. I, I want to see them move on so they get steamrolled by somebody, but – um, that remains to be said. Utah moved up to eight, uh, eight. Oklahoma's at nine and ten. Rounds out the top ten for the playoffs right now. Utah? Utah. The Utes.
0: The Utah Utes. Yeah. Uh, They're at uh, number eight. They're undefeated right now. Keith Van Horn. he play for Utah?
1: Yes, he did. Oh, yeah? Was he an old lineman? Was he a quarterback? No? I didn't think so. Focus. Sorry. <laughs> this is an oblong ball. <laughs> All right, week 11, this is what your Saturday is going to look like, people. At noon, you're going to get up, you're going to get the, the, uh, the breakfast special, and you're going to watch a little Penn State versus a undefeated Minneapolis team, the University of Minnesota. So it's Penn State 4, and, and uh, Minnie's ranked number 17. That's your noon. Around 3.30, this is the pseudo-national championship game at this point. Number two, LSU visits number three, Alabama. Um, four o'clock, you can flip over if you uh, are just overwhelmed by how good the football is in the SEC and want to watch some Big Ten stuff. Iowa 18 is at Wisconsin 13. Um, Wisconsin let me down with their uh, yeah. their performance against Ohio State. Um, I don't know if it's Wisconsin that looked that bad or Ohio State looked that good, uh, but it wasn't pretty. I don't know how they're still at number 13. And then 8 o'clock, there's really not another ranked game, but one that you would have fun watching for sure is is, uh, Iowa State uh, at Oklahoma. The Cyclones. The Cyclones have been pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, and their offense is really fun to watch. So that's your 8 o'clock game. So there's your Saturday schedule. I'll be at Colgate watching uh, Colgate versus Lafayette, I believe. It's their last home game. I should probably know this, but I know I'm going down to see uh, one of the kids I coach, Arthur Hamlin, play his last home game of this season. Hopefully Colgate can uh, round out this season with at least a third win. And we're going to go check out the hockey team, too. And uh, that is your college football roundup. Is that quick enough for you?
0: No, it doesn't have to be quick. Is okay. there, You got anything else to add? No, yeah, oh, I, nice. do, I, almost... into, I do, but I want to get in.
1: I do want to hear. I want to hear about this basketball stuff. This whole <laughs> like basketball thing. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, hey man, it's NCAA,
0: NCAA has been exciting this this year. I've, I've actually been because of you, I've been watching at least trying to watch a, a quarter here, a quarter there, flipping channels. There's there are always three or four games on my cable channel. I get usually ABC, and then one of the TSNs has a game, and yeah. I just I just don't. There's no star power when it comes to players, so I don't know like who's who to watch for. Like, well, so that's it's false, hard. but anyway. No, I mean I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know if, if I'm watching like LSU. I, you throw LSU Alabama. You know, I know they're two powerhouse teams, but there's no like unless I watch the pregame and, and listen to the guys talk about the players. But just flip it on. I don't really. I don't know who to look for or who's if a if a receiver makes a great play, is he a star receiver or is it just a great play? So there's I, I don't know. So tune in half an hour early. They give you the rundown. Well, you know I've got groceries and uh, things to do in the morning, but uh, and at work in the morning. Saturday? Saturday's not a great day. Saturday is a great it's a day. Great day. <laughs> Saturday is a great day. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll yeah. come back and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get, get into it. this basketball stuff. Yes, sir. All right. Fine. Go. So. six, two,
4: eight.
1: All right. So the uh, painful part of going through <laughs> the NCAA football is over for all you uh, basketball fans out there. And uh, we are back with our two special guests. And we're going to dive in a little bit deeper with this whole round ball thing. College basketball started the other day, Pep. I did watch a couple of
0: games. Started yesterday.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had it on for about 10 minutes. And and she told me to turn it off because the squeaking was driving her up the wall. <laughs> Over oh, <are> their shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a lot uh, more
0: squeaking in, in college basketball because the guys are actually moving. Yeah. true. <laughs> That's a very good point. Oh, it's true. Uh, there was some good, that was uh, the, the, the tip off. I don't remember ever having a, a league, uh, NCAA league start with Kansas versus uh, Duke and then Michigan uh, State Michigan and State, State. Kentucky. The, yeah. top, the, the top four seeds playing each other. Have you, uh, That's beautiful. Wasn't it last, was last league, year? Yeah. That's they they got to do this last every year. Last year, Duke
2: played Kentucky, I think it was. Yeah. And two other top teams played as well. Yeah, because that was Zion knew, and Barrett. That was, the and Zion, Zion, that was whatever. a whole big Zion, but it was back to back
1: at like a yeah. Madison Square Garden like that. I think so. I think they started that last year. They you know, they do this every this year. Hole. And the it was, best thing about that was Calipari yeah. and Shashkevich. Uh, no. Uh, that lasted this year. at uh, Michigan State's uh, oh Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo. Izzo. Yeah. Like their pre-kind of interview handshake, and they were jo- both joking and like, "Oh, we'll be in the parking lot. And we got to get some some to drink." And like, we don't know what we have. We're just gonna go see wh- what's going on. Anyway, that relationship there was—I don't know—it was very refreshing to see two guys with top programs and have that kind of respect and relationship and 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 jokingness between the two of them. I don't know. I, I immediately flash back to like a Jim Harbaugh and I'm like that would never happen in football. <laughs> no. Like, you know.
0: Anyway, yeah, the great coaches. Yeah. yeah. Tom Izzo and Mike Krzyzewski and I, you know, up until recently, Rick Petino I would have thrown in into that in that category, but you know, we all know Yeah, yeah. He's got Billy Donovan Billy, you know, Billy Donovan is doing a, a really good job really good with job. the OKC team. That's supposed to be undermanned, but they're that's hanging in there. That's a team that's
2: supposed to finish bottom of the table.
0: You know, and people were talking about, you know, CP3. Uh, he won't, they'll trade him by the deadline because yeah. they're gonna. I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're a fun team to watch. They're, will they make the playoffs in the West? The bottom, there's like a three or four team. It's going to be a horse race for the eight seed. But he's I know. killing
3: the team though, because CP? they are doing so. No, Billy Donovan, because they're doing so well. They need They need to rebuild that brand. They do. Yeah. Like, they need to trade. Imagine CP3 go to L.A. He'd be a perfect fit with the Lakers. They can't afford him. I know. I appreciate that. But I'm just saying, that's the kind of guard they need there. Somebody that... Is pass first, yeah. create first, guard. can rough. also put his ball in the net and defend his position.
0: Yeah, you got Rondo, but he can't shoot. He so can't shoot. CP3
2: would
3: be a
0: the good problem. Fit, is
2: but... CP3's contract makes him almost untradeable.
0: That's it. And Miami can trade for him. Not many other teams when, can. When I think about the deal, and you know, with Westbrook being the only guy there, I don't know if they win 25 games. I think CP3 gives them a chance to at least, at least win 35, 40 games. With that particular roster, they're not going to be. To me, five it's more on.
2: Shea. Shea's been a stud.
0: Yeah, uh, Gilgis Alexander. Yes. Yeah, he's been. That's. has uh, been, been next level. I think that's that's been a good deal for them. Yes, you know? very so good. I've been deal. pretty impressed. Um, when you think about all the picks they got
2: back, yeah, just wait for it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A couple of years down the road, you're gonna be like, holy cow, they got all that. When you add up all of the pieces that they got in that trade for Paul George,
0: yeah. For, He's po- Paul George speaking, of Paul George is supposed to make his uh, re- uh, debut next week, I believe. So yep. they're sitting. Um, is it Shelly McMillan or Sherry McMillan? The, one of the uh, she's an analyst for ESPN. Oh yeah, yeah. That name sounds familiar. I think I, McMillan for sure. McMillan for sure. Um, she wrote today that she's extremely disappointed that their Kawhi Leonard is sitting again tonight for load management.
2: Hey, you said. That's in his contract.
0: It's in his, look. I it worked for him last year. He's healthy. He wants to stay healthy. I get all that. But it's a nationally televised game, and he's sitting again. If you're a fan, I don't know who they're. I don't even know who they're playing tonight. But if you're a fan, and you bought a ticket for that game, and you expect Kawhi to play, he just sat two games ago. How do you feel if you're a fan and you've paid uh, five hundred bucks to sit middle mezzanine or whatever?
3: Hey, Pop started this. Few years back, with the with Spurs resting, uh, you know the big three here and there, and I think he was getting fined at one point because the NBA is like, no, these people got to play. Yeah. people are paying to play, see them play.
0: But it was tw- that was more towards the end of the year. I found, I found he did he, oh, he did sure. that more towards the, the the third or fourth quarters of the of the season.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But uh, I, I look at it and I'm just like, these guys get paid a lot of money to win basketball, and some teams winning basketball doesn't mean winning in November. It yep. means, you know, winning when the championship's on the line. So you you gotta do what you gotta do in November to get ready to win when it matters most. And so these teams I think they have a real shot, like last year with the Raptors, it didn't matter if the Raptors made the playoffs last year, if they if they lost before the Eastern Conference Finals, and even then having Kawhi, they had to they had to get to the finals. Yeah. And so everything, every time he sat was an investment into the playoffs. And nobody I think, who sorry, nobody no, who Went to a
1: Raptors game where Kawhi didn't play. Is thinking back now, saying, "Ah, crap! I was at this stupid game. I didn't want to be there." Because they've won the championship. Everybody who's a Raptors fan, I'm sure, is ecstatic that we won. Versus all, oh, you know, Kawhi didn't play. The, the reason we
0: won is because they managed Kawhi and his health absolutely throughout the no, season. And you'd be hard pressed to find someone to argue that. That's No, I'd say that's. I'm just. I'm just saying, as a paying fan who's maybe bought their ticket four months ago or three months ago, whatever. You expect to see... You're going to see Kawhi because the Clippers don't really have too much else. No offense to the Clippers, but it's it's Kawhi and the Paul George show. I'm not going to see Patrick Beverly or Montrezl. I don't give a shit about those guys. I'm going to see Kawhi, and he's not he's not in the lineup.
3: Where it really hurts the league, so I'll give you this, is when he travels, and he doesn't play yes. when he travels. See, when he plays at home, you have 41 chances to see the guy. So you picked the wrong game... Ah shit, you know what I mean? Try again, well, That's yeah. what they tried to put in, right? They tried yeah. to
2: say, if you're gonna sit someone, load management, all whatever you wanna call it, you've gotta sit them at home. Cuz on the road, so like my buddies, we were gonna go and see the Raptors play over the March break last year against the Lakers. LeBron coming to town. We looked at the price of the tickets, nosebleed was a couple hundred bucks. We're like, holy cow, really? Yeah, but we got to see LeBron. Things fell through, we didn't go, LeBron didn't play.
0: Oh wow! And we were like,
2: "Wow! I'm so glad I didn't drop that money wow. to go and see." Right.
0: Kuzma. Was that because he was hurt? Like, was that because he was hurt, or was uh, that no? Me- he was resting. Resting. Jesus. Man. Is I it know.
1: profit sharing in the NBA? Straight profit sharing. I'm not sure no, how it works. Because if it's not, I can say, "Well, no, he's my guy. I'm going to make the money at my stadium versus make money for you at your stadium." You know what I mean? I yeah. would say that they're still going to sell out at home.
2: Hey, listen, so this NBA this is-
1: sells out almost all over the park. Yeah.
2: This yeah, is so, the pros,
3: right? Like, I don't owe you anything. Like, when you when you're talking one owner to the other owner, I am here to beat you. Right. This yes. is it. Like, yeah, we, we give everybody an award, all growing up. But when you get to the pros, that's it. You you just suck it up and you and you deal with what I got. I'm gonna give you best I have. You give me the best you have. We'll see who wins. Okay. Here's the call. It's about.
0: Let me, let me flip the switch. New England Patriots are were they were undefeated. Now they're seven and one. OK, what we all know they're going to make the playoffs, whether it's their one seat or two seat, I think is really all that's left to determine. They're not going to lose eight games in a row. Does Belichick sit Brady for a game for load management as a 43 year old QB? And how would fans react knowing that they haven't even solidified a playoff spot yet? They're sitting the, one of the guys they came to see.
3: So load management happens more in the NFL, in my opinion, than it does in any other sport. Check, check out the practices of Amari Cooper this year. Yes. I think he's practiced maybe four times this year. He does, they don't yep. practice, man. And so they only play, they only face contact once a week, and that's game time. It's yeah. a lot harder on your body sure. generally. Yeah, you got to load that. Tom Brady is not a good
1: example because Tom Brady... Resting is also Tom Brady in the pocket. It's the same level of effort he needs to do. He literally takes the ball and throws it in two seconds. There's no—he doesn't even break a sweat, this
0: guy. So Mah- let's say you use Mahomes as the example. I don't think you
1: can use a quarterback. Use a running back. If yeah.
2: Dallas decided to rest Ezekiel for load management, that's legitimate. Exactly. Because the pounding he's taking in those 25 carries— is real.
0: I guess there's Tom a lot. Brady of,
2: gets touched, and there's a flag. There's a lot of side. way to.
0: There's a lot of ways to look I like at this that. Is uh, yeah, he's their money. <laughs> these guys, but uh, there's a ways to look at it. Kawhi Leonard's value to his team versus Ezekiel Elliott's value to his team. As For a sure. For sure. It's yeah, not. It,
1: no, he's not talking about a value of player to team. More of the stress on that player in terms of the position he's playing on the field or on the court running backs have a short lifespan in general. You need to manage that low to make sure he's not getting beat up. Um, You know, O-linemen are the toughest SOBs around, so you're not going to be able to sit them, even if you tried to sit them. D-linemen, you know, receivers, you know, the cutting and stuff they have and the hits they're taking maybe a rest. Quarterbacks don't fall into that.
0: Yeah. I guess my my point being as a fan, am I going to miss Zeke more than I'm going to miss Kawhi if I'm watching a Cowboys game live? So as a a
3: Steelers fan, okay, let's put it this way.
0: I'm not going if Ben's not playing. Anyone else, I don't care.
3: You're not going to go to the game. Somebody says, here's a couple tickets to the game, Steelers game. You got to watch Rudolph uh, throw the ball. Not you're a, lying. You're lying. No, no. <laughs> you're lying. No, I'm not. Dr- I'm
0: not going nine hours to, to watch Mason Rudolph. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm, I just. Well, then my
1: surprise birthday gift is out hey, the window. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, oh, no, no. Hey, hey, no let's, hey, let's take a quick
0: break. Whoa, whoa, everybody, calm down. Let's not get ridiculous.
3: <laughs> but my, my point is this, Pep. I wouldn't If go you're to... a fan, you love that team. Yes. If you, yeah. uh, would you, so, I can give you a ticket to see uh, your favorite all-time greats play one game or I can get you uh, a Super Bowl. You're taking the Super Bowl, man. If you're a true fan of that team, you want them winning You want them winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, if we're talking about free, um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. But I'm not... If it's a regular season game, like, and I actually had this conversation with somebody. They, they said to me, when do you want to go see a Steelers game? I'm like, let's wait till week eight, because... If Ben gets hurt, I'm not going to Pittsburgh. I'm not paying three hundred dollars to buy a ticket and for another couple hundred to stay in a hotel or whatever. If he's not playing, because without him they have no chance. So, no, I'm Getting not used I, to it. Well, he's look, man. Terry Bradshaw ended his career very in the same fashion. You know, blew his elbow out, came back the year after, and blew his elbow out again. So, but my point is, no, I wouldn't go see them unless unless you gave me tickets.
3: I, I just think uh, it doesn't matter the sport. If you, uh, if you have a team that's load managing some players, uh, they're doing it to win. And if I'm, a, if I'm a passionate fan for my team, that's what I want first and foremost. The team, that I, I think the Raptors have changed the conversation of sport with that word load management. We didn't hear about that word until the Raptors did it. Absolutely. Okay? So now you have load management talked about in other sports, hockey, football, whatever. They've changed that conversation. Yep. If you're not load managing, you ain't trying to win.
1: You think the Clippers yeah. are are pulling load management this year? If the Raptors didn't win, exactly. Did I say, yeah. well, I say but part of it again I is like in his contract.
0: Dr. Right? Dr. Dre is playing for the. <laughs> uh, I bet, I bet I you. I bet you it's in his contract. I bet it, you one hundred percent in his I contract. You said, you know, I read that somewhere. somewhere. But for the
1: see- amount of money you're paying for a player like that, before the Raptors did it with him and won, you would be very criticized by people saying you're paying him this amount and you're sitting him for thirty percent of the games. But you're paying him X amount of dollars? Did he not bring his trainer with him? Is that to clip L.A.? Yeah, I think so.
3: So I I got one more point I'll make with that, though. Like in football versus basketball. Football, you have a 16-game season basketball. You got 82 games. You have 16 chances to get that timing down on all your snaps and your reads and everything else that you got to make at a very high level under extreme amount of pressure. That's not a lot of chances to get all that stuff scientific. You get 56 games in basketball instead of 82. I think you could still tighten that system up. You can get your timing down with your teammates. You develop that chemistry, whatever it is sure. you, you want to call it, right? Yeah. So, load management in uh, basketball much easier than in football, where so much on the line. Uh, you and it
0: shows. It shows in the first two weeks of NFL. For sure. That they're not sharp. They're not. It's not. Well, great that's football. because of the
3: load, like the
1: the preseason load management. It's not even. It's not It's not even f- like funny anymore. It's it's it's. Or I guess it is a running joke. Like, four games of preseason and 90% of the guys aren't really playing. Like, you don't need four games to decide whether or not a player is worth keeping. You should have your idea there. Your your roster pretty well set up. It should be max two games. You know, I don't think you extend the season either just from i
0: uh, uh, – I'm good with that. I'm good with that.
1: Yeah, you got to cut it down. Nobody oh. cares about preseason anyway. So, do football is the only sport that practices more than you play, I think. Really. And so that's the, the, a lot of the load management comes within the practices as well. So you say, okay, we will manage those loads like Amari Cooper um, in practice so that he can play those 16 days. You know, so there's, it's a little bit different in that sense where you can load manage within practice as opposed to being a, a, a paid event that people are going to watch. But pro sports is pro sports. You're not going to lose, those owners know you're not losing fans if you don't play Kawhi one game. You have a couple guys that are disgruntled and, ah, shit, I paid a little bit more money for these tickets than I should have. But maybe there's somebody else in the opposite team that you're watching. Like, you get your entertainment value, and those guys are still going to come back. Nobody's not coming back to it because of that.
0: Yeah, and I think when they get Paul George, that would be – it's going to be a little less of a conversation. I I think think most
2: most of the fan base is coming to most of the games anyway. No,
0: absolutely. It's more the
2: people that are traveling distance for it. Well, look at it's for my home game, I don't really care. Like, if I went to the Rops and Kawhi didn't play, I'm fine. I've got all my other Rops to see. It's more that visiting mm. player not coming that got yeah, that sure. me upset.
3: I think we were all just happy that Kawhi was in Toronto for the short time that he was there because sure. we believed we had a shot to win. And that's what I'm saying. It's all about
0: winning. Yep. Yeah, Speaking of winning, we're actually going to finally get onto our agenda. <laughs> hey! hey, hey, right. hey woo-hoo. The Raptors... <laughs> <laughs> we already touched it. We quickly touched upon this earlier, but the effect the Raptors championship had on uh, youth basketball in um, certainly our region, but in Canada in general, um, some of the stats in Ottawa Gatineau actually came out and um, different associations were saying that registrations are up 25% and they attribute that to the Raptors title. Now, you guys both being involved, um, accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maybe higher? Like what? 25% is what they use. Yeah, they're using
3: it based on just one year. Uh, I'm talking probably 50% in the last three to five years. You know, uh, this, because of their this, success. Because of their success, just the conversations they start, just the interest they're generating. Here, here's a conversation in basketball at the executive level right now. We don't have enough space for all these people who want to play basketball. We don't have enough gyms for all these kids that want to play. Yeah, so they that's have to, the conversation. Con- Registration, right? Yeah. It used to be, how do we get more kids wanting to play? Mm-hmm. Now it's, how do we tell these kids they can't play? Wow. Right. The conversation is changing. And for, uh, you know, we're trying the city of Ottawa, uh, the clubs, we're we're all trying to come up with creative ways. But, you know, we see gyms sitting empty at times, man. And I know as a club president, I could put three, four teams in that gym in in any given night, you know.
0: Uh, it's not like hockey where you get the, the rink needs maintenance and whatnot, and you've got adult leagues and you got all that. It's different. Well,
3: I've looked into trying to build a, a facility like the Hoop Dome that they have down in Toronto or something, right? Get, let's get something like that going here. I've talked with uh, a, com- a company called Right Way Basketball. Uh, they said they would run it during the day where they would do like uh, fitness set classes for you know the elderly or disabled people during the day so it doesn't sit dormant during the day. I said, that's fine, but I just want my teams in there in the evenings and on the weekends, we had a good philosophy, a good goal. But where do we get the land? We need city to buy into this to help us uh, with the with the partnership. Um, maybe a construction company or other companies to invest in their community. You know, uh, as a nonprofit organization, we have some resources, but we're we're very limited, admittedly. But uh, that's what it's going to take, you know. Some of these rinks are talking about shutting down some of these hockey rinks, I've right? I've heard, it, Maybe yeah. we turn some of those into basketball pads, you Why know? not? Uh, Tom Brown Arena, the Tom Brown Court. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be the way to go. We, It, it is sad. Like, I, I, back in, we open our registration uh, June 1st every year. We usually close it around mid-September. Back at the end of August, I was saying to my executive, we might have to shut this thing down. Wow. Because we don't have enough spots to put these
1: kids that's you know, surprise. Like from a football standpoint, and now in the hockey thing, you you think of rinks being scarce because there's not a lot of them, and you think of with well, football training. we in the wintertime. We're always looking for domes, right? And our whole big long term plan, ideal would be to, with it, we get the nonprofit and put up a dome that we can use for all football related type things. Never in a million years, I think basketball the same problem. I kept thinking, like, basketball would be so great because there's a gym on every corner, there's schools all over the place, everyone has a gym. So I think that in my perspective is that it's easily accessible to find a basketball court if you wanted to do it. But you're saying that it's it's not, which yeah, is surprising. A lot They're of books, issues, right? like
2: Their grandfather threw from past bookers. Ah, and so... so Dan's four buddies who do volleyball book out the gym, and they've had it for the last 17 years. And uh-huh. you look at the gym, and there's a volleyball nut up, and four people playing, and you're like, "You got to be kidding me!" Or I could put our fr- thirty kids in here to play basketball right now, but I've got four kids in there doing that, or two people playing badminton. But they've they get grandfathered through through the community use uh-huh. of schools. Or We lose our
3: facility mid-season because baseball wants to start up in January. Yep. You know, or other sports up who's on, not in season, but they want to start their training now. And soccer's soccer's one like, of them.
2: Soccer
0: does uses the gyms Dar- all the time. Darcy don't. Guys, we took up that time slot. It was a, it wasn't. It was a later time slot, seven to nine. We used yeah. to play. Yeah, but that was uh, we we got grandfather in grandfather through I mean, all, the way. all the George would would uh, organize all the practices based around us on Wednesdays. Yep. so I I get it, you know. And it's it, on top of that, you need a qualified educator or a janitor to commit to opening the doors, and you know, like there's there's there are other issues that I guess we don't see.
3: Well, and the cost you when know. you do it through the high schools. The cost is minimal. on the. I don't know what it's like on the Quebec side, but over here, it's there. There is a cost, but it's not nearly as steep as it would be if I'm running the rec centers. The rec centers are probably three, four times the cost. But if the people want it that much, then open up the rec centers. Let us book these things, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. the, ki- the kids want to play basketball. Uh, I, I see in uh, in my community in Stittsville, the, uh, what used to be called the Goobern Rec Center. The gym is sitting there empty, you know. It's sitting there empty, and we can't book it. We cannot book Why it. Why is you can't book it? Uh, it's not available. It's always it's reserved for whatever uh, drop-in league that they have for this or that. Oh. And but nobody's going to play that. But kids will go for a scheduled practice or a scheduled uh, game on that evening. You know, like. That's a city-run... That's a city-run city facility. I can't say it's happening everywhere. That's one facility, yeah, yeah. right? So but that's, I mean, you're
1: supposed to be generating revenue for the city, right? The city's put it up, and they're trying to get their money back from it, and that's part of their business plan is the rent that is charged and the fees for having clubs in there. Mm-hmm. To have something sit there for possibly drop-ins or losing an opportunity for a basketball league like yourselves to get in there and, and have a regular uh, spot on the court doesn't make any sense financially from it so i don't understand why we're having this these issues i don't know who you got to talk to in order to, yeah. to get those passed but uh, it doesn't make any sense to me
0: well we can i think we can all agree that the raptors success over the last couple of years has helped grow the sport in not only uh locally but across the country mm-hmm. i've been to i went to it's four years in a row i went to a raptors game well they started doing really well like when valentina started coming to coming into his own and Dwayne Casey took over and uh what a cool experience and it got cooler every year and when Drake uh came on board I know Drake has his fans and you know he's got his critics but it's freaking cool man the place is bumping it's a cool urban vibe um at halftime there's a DJ that comes on it's cool people stay in their seats and dance there's every at every intermission every break there's like something going on that's that's hip-hop cool the culture is really, really cool. I enjoyed every second of it. And um, they've built something really good in Toronto in, in terms of the culture around the Toronto Raptors. And the team itself, obviously, is really good. But
1: If you bought a ticket and drove all the way to Toronto and found out Drake wasn't in his seat, would you be upset? Would you he's be more upset if Drake wasn't there or if Kawhi no, wasn't playing? No, Drake's
0: not a Come on, man. Is that a real question? Yeah. Not you just went off
1: about how cool Drake was, and he's there. No, and cool is the,
0: it, no it's, Drake was... <laughs> I'm not saying I want to go to see maybe Drake. Maybe not you. I'm going but... to see Pascal Siakam or Kyle Lowry. I don't care about Drake. Drake, I'm, you know, kudos to Drake. Where's the applause button? I think that's your second There's lie of the plus, day. Uh, but... <laughs> as for you, Drake, okay? I know you get a hard, a hard time and a bad rap because you're whatever, weird. But,
1: oh, and it's only Americans give him a hard time because yeah, th- he's Canadian.
0: He's done really well. And, you know, he hosted the SBs one year, and he was funny and engaging. Anyway, I like what he's done with the culture. The uh, Raptors official ambassador, is that his title? Yeah, yeah. that is. He's done a great job, no? But I, well, I think you're speaking to a, a lot, of, lot of leagues, these
3: other leagues, they look to the NFL model, and they're, I, I think they see a good business model. How do we make uh, people's experience at our games an event? Because the NFL, you go to a game, it's an event. It's not. I know they only have 16 games, but if we can do that across the board, NHL, NBA, MLB, if they can make each experience an event, people are going to go and they're going to buy more tickets and, and they're going to be there more often.
0: And that's what it is. That's my, That was my experience.
1: So is Drake to the Raptors what MC Hammer was to the Falcons? Jeez, you know what? That's is that what's happening comparison. right now? You
0: know what? That's not a bad comparison, pal. That's not a bad – no, that's, that's – you know? I mean, Hammer. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, Hammer. That's weird. Um, the Raptors themselves, let's get into the actual nitty-gritty here. The Raptors themselves, they currently sit at 4-2. and two. I think they're playing tonight. Um, yeah. They're fifth in the East. But, again, we're early on, six, seven games in the season. Um, they're behind Miami, Boston, Philly, and the Bucks. I think we all agree that, you know, Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, and Toronto were sort of pegged to be the top four. The bottom four could be a handful of anybody. And I mentioned on our last podcast some some sleeper teams to look for. My, Miami certainly. I don't know if they're sleeper with with Butler being uh, being on that team, and they're so well coached. Oh, Butler but, looked really good the other yeah. night.
1: I watched a little bit of it, and that I, team's I, got changes some, that whole dynamic.
0: That team's got some chemistry. Um, and the Atlanta Hawks. We're going to get into some sleeper teams on the in the after the break, but I want to, to ask you guys: um, Have the Raptors proved in this short sample size that they? are still going to be uh, a title contender or at least, you know, a Final Four contender with their current roster as it stands. We all know who their starters are. I'm surprised they're starting Van Vliet and Lowry only because of their size. But, you know, having Powell Ibaka and uh, Terrence Davis III coming off the bench as their 6 7 eight, is that enough?
3: Yes. To win the East? Yeah. Yes. It's enough to have a shot at the East. So last year going into the season... Golden State was the hands-down no-brainer to win it all. But it was all about getting to that dance, have your shot at the title, right? And that's all the Raptors played for. They just played for their shot. They got their shot, and they won. They still have the same shot. You know, they, load management taught us that last year. How many games they played without Kawhi, and what was the record without Kawhi? Uh, yeah,
0: I'd, I'd say they're, they're the team to beat until someone beats them. So I would say... Pascal Siakam has been as advertised. He got paid as advertised. Lord knows he got big money. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. he's got to work on his his discipline for sure. But, you know, and we know we're going to get what we're going to get from Lowry. Right? He's going to be the bulldog. Some nights he'll shoot two for 15. But most of the time, you're going to get effort from him. The rest of the team, can Van Vliet maintain 18, 20 points a game at, at his playing the two guard at his size? Does Gasol need to score more? He's capable. Lord knows he had some big years in, in Memphis. He's a little long in the tooth now. He certainly has to has to look for his offense, and he's been right now just relegated as a three-point shooter.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
0: So what what's your take on um, some of these guys stepping up, and who are, can Van Vliet maintain that level of scoring? Because he scored 25, 30 points the last few games. So
2: so for me, Van Vliet, Lowry are playing too many minutes. Let's start there.
0: Yes, right? agreed. And so both
2: of their minutes have to come down. Um People seem to forget that OG was the starting three two years ago. And Lowry comes in, or Lowry, uh, Kawhi comes in and takes that spot. And then OG struggled being relegated to the bench and then had his appendicitis and all that issue. And we didn't have him all playoffs. He's come in and shown, like I talked to a bunch of buddies about him, like he's going to give us 12 to 15 points a game. He's going to be a defensive stopper. And Siakam is going to jump up into the mid-20s. And now I'm looking like a brilliant Genius right now because he's going exactly like 27, 28 a game. And that's what OG is giving us. And I'm like, so Siakam is giving us what Kawhi gave us. And OG is giving us close to what Siakam was giving us. So what's the problem? And then if you look at the East, Milwaukee's worse, in my opinion. Brogdon's a massive
0: loss. I thought Bro- and he's, with the Indian- loss. Indiana? he's with Indiana. Yeah, that was a big loss. And that's huge. Yeah.
2: And personally in Philly, I love adding Horford. Um, but they don't have a closer. Butler was their closer. So who's closing in the playoffs for Philly? Are you asking Simmons who can't shoot the ball? Are you asking Embiid to do it? We haven't seen a big be a closer in I don't know how long. So what's Philly going to do? And personally, I don't believe in Boston. So as Dan said, until someone beats us, Toronto to me is the favorites to come out of the East, and I have them coming out of the East personally.
3: I'll I'll even say I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Dave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the OG is the is the reason that I'm still very optimistic. I was bullish on OG going into last season. Yeah.
0: And then he was hurt almost the entire season. Why, why is that? Was it from the optics? Like just watching him play, he's he's a little awkward. His shot is a little awkward.
3: So, so if you can re- just draw your memory back, not to last season, but the year before that, everybody was talking about OG. OG has to take this big step. OG is going to be the guy that makes the difference in this team. It ended up being Pascal. Nobody talked about Pascal like that until he did it. Wild. Right? Now, but, but that same guy is now here, and he's still that guy. If we can get a, a jump that Pascal made from OG, yeah, you always miss that star power in Kawhi, that, that, that guy that gives you a 5-10 to 10 point lead just by being on the floor. For sure, you miss that. But OG is athletic enough to defend the way Kawhi defended. He is uh, uh, the kind of guy that can defend uh, multiple positions, just like Kawhi did. Take some of the pressure off of Pascal to have to be the man all the time. Lowry's going to do his thing. I think OG is the wild card. If he makes that step, he's there. The only team that really scares me, Philly. Yes. Uh, I agree that Milwaukee took a step back. I don't know if it's as significant that I'm not I'm going to discount them because I think they could beat any one of these teams but Philly and is a stud. Yeah. You yes. know, Horford, yeah. he gives you more than Gasol gives you. Yes. Uh Ben Simmons if he ever learns to shoot but but even if he doesn't his his game is still his game.
0: Josh Richardson is the guy yeah. they picked up for for uh for, re- for um, Well, for Butler but to replace Redick. Yeah. I, I really like Josh Richardson. He actually Played uh, at a very high level with my, a mediocre Miami team, and they would they would the last couple of years with Dra- Dragić in the backcourt, they've always fought for that eight seed. Not a very talented Miami team. He's going to fit in nicely there. i not. I haven't seen much of Philly this year yet. I will say this about Boston: um, Kemba Walker reminds me of Isaiah Thomas, yeah. 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 and he's having that same effect. They're they haven't lost since losing the first. Uh, That's not the- their issue.
2: Their what? issue is losing Horford.
0: So you don't think Enos Cantor can hold the fort? No you chance. Don't think, no, okay. his defense is awful, even by committee. No chance. So no. we've all know we all know Danny Ainge is not afraid to pull the trigger on something. No, that's fair. So I think you know they'll play this out, and once they once they realize they might need uh, a little more help, I bet you Danny Ainge packages something. To, they've got a little bit of depth on the wing that they can make a deal or two. I'm not the guy that bothers me on that team is Marcus Smart. He makes a lot of stupid. There's, oh, there's a lot of
2: talk of packaging them. You know what? I keep hearing them looking to package Smart and Brown, and move them out for something.
0: Because
3: you're t- gonna miss them. The question him, is what? You'll miss them because he's yes, his defense is fantastic. He's nails. He's just he doesn't he doesn't back. T- he's a he's a bulldog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And you need bulldogs. Yeah. When it matters most. I, I mean, that's Fred Van Vliet for for the Raptors. For sure. You know, like Fred Van Vliet doesn't have the the moxie that uh, Marcus Smart has, but. Uh, the guy split his face open in the playoffs. People are just—they just. What do you? What do you want from him? Yeah, you know, no, he, no, he no. shouldn't even be fakes. there. Yeah,
2: when he shoots those shots and scores them, and you don't see a smile. It's just business.
3: But right now, I'm not worried about the Celtics. Interesting. No, me neither.
0: They—they—they
2: they, they are gonna sorely miss Horford and. I don't think they're going to find a replacement.
0: I'm a big Horford guy. I've always had been. And, you know, when Atlanta lost Horford and Millsap, yes. they, that, you know, they won what, 20 games after yeah. that. You know, they did replace them. Florida, with Gator. Hour, Florida yeah. Gator, yeah. With uh, Joaquin Noah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great team. Um, wow, we, we haven't even scratched the surface. Brock, we're going to take a... Uh, oh, no, before we do that, do you... Uh, one more question before we go to break. Do you think... The Raptors will make a move at any point this year with the with the current roster as it stands. With they, they've, they've got some depth. I mean, Stanley Johnson hasn't even played practically. Um, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, the guy they picked up from the Nets, has he even seen the floor? Oh. So they, if, if those guys find their way into the mix, that's five deep now. Patrick McCaw is out for a couple of weeks. He's uh, having knee surgery today. Do they make a deal if they if, if uh, Masai feels, hey, listen, I think we got... A Pretty good chance this year. We're. we're what do to, they move? What do they move? That's the question. Do, you know they, do they move? Terrence Davis is. I love that pick. He's a rookie. Yes. He is a. You talk about bulldogs. That guy's. That guy has played lights out. He's. He has range. He's defending. He's. uh He doesn't turn the ball over for a rookie. he's gotten got like. A, a laser focus. I'm a huge fan of Terrence Davis. So the
2: problem the Raptors have for a move is they've got no bad salaries. So if they're going to move, they got to move Gasol out or Ibaka out or Powell out. Powell would probably be their worst. Well, here's a question for guy. you:
0: If you have to move Ibaka or Gasol, who do you move?
2: You can't move either. Not no. in the East
3: because you got to be able to deal with Embiid. It depends on what you're getting back, right? That's that's sure. I mean, fair. I look at this and uh, I, I look at the Raptors. I there's not a long list of free agents, pending free agents coming in. I, I mean, there's some significant names, AD. Uh, Derozan would not be interesting, right? Really? Yeah, yeah. that'd be interesting to bring series? him back. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I think what they, I think a move that would never happen, that would be a perfect fit, would be uh, a Gordon Hayward, because they they need to stretch the floor. The game has changed right now. That's why they were so they didn't post people up and back people down. Everything was spread the floor and let's get at the basket through the from the perimeter, either through the shot or let's drive. Uh, and everything was in transition, a lot of transition stuff. When Gasol got the ball, he was high posting or he was stretching the floor. The only guy was maybe uh, Serge. Are you dumping it into him, hoping for that two point basket? Or- what makes you think that Hayward stretches it more than what we have? Oh, I just think that he's just that he's just that other that other. I agree with Pep. Uh, Freddie should come off the bench. I don't like that Yeah, combo. but Gordon
2: Hayward's contract is like pushing 30 million. I know. I
3: don't know how you do it. Like, well, you don't. You, you got to maybe give up a Gasol. <laughs> no, but you maybe got to give up a Gasol. And
2: well, and then like, how do you handle Embiid? How do you handle the Greek Freak? You need two bigs.
3: A Greek Freak, you're gonna have to do unless Boucher shows that he can play. No, he's not there.
2: Right, and I agree. About, so unless Boucher shows that he can play and take 20 plus minutes a game, you need those two to man the middle because both of them are too old to go 35 plus minutes. It's my opinion.
0: At at his point in his career, is CP three a better option than Kyle Lowry?
2: Yes.
1: No.
0: <laughs> Brock. I say no. You, no, yeah. you think Lowry the, the, just the heart and soul of the Raptors? Oh yeah, yeah. Brock yeah. is You're a not brilliant gonna, man.
3: <laughs> You're not going to tell me that. Okay, yeah.
0: okay. I mean, who knows, right? You Lowry, know, Ma-
3: you posted something on your uh, on your page a while back about who's going to who's the best Raptor of all time.
0: He arguably. Would. He could be right. Oh, he's in the combo he, he for could Sure. Be. Uh, Jeez, that, and they. when I was reading that list uh, of the uh, best Raptors, it was it was convoluted because it, it read as who's the best player. Like sure. who had the best career. Well, I mean, I know, Vince Carter might. might, wow. might In the Leonard's end, Kawhi's going to end yeah. up being ranked as the best but player, the best, but he only did one year for us. But the best Raptor, I mean, there's a couple of guys who, you know, geez.
2: Well,
3: what's your definition of best?
2: Most influential? Most influential. Vince Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's would, zero. There's zero chance anyone influenced the way Vince did.
3: Well, I don't know. We didn't get any championships under his belt.
0: No, but look at his influence you think he on the regrets country. leaving? If he looks back now, I think he, think he says to himself, yes. "Boy, that I was- think he
3: had opportunity to come back.
0: Yes, I think he did too. And he didn't. In his, pri-
2: like in his prime. No, 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 no. no. Recently. recently, recently just as- him as- going back to ended. Atlanta the year makes no sense. What? He should have come to us.
0: Yeah, he We could use the- him right now. Yeah, was that his decision, ahead. though? I thought Masai had more of a say in that thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not be- sure. I'm no? Maybe.
3: I never got the feeling that he turned down coming to Toronto. I don't miss him, to be honest with yeah. you. Like, I... The choice was him or Tracy at the time, right? We kept him. Uh then he bails on us. I mean, goes to goes to his graduation on the day of a very important game, misses a game winning shot that maybe and, does what
0: Lowry and Pascal did for us. And didn't shoot well either prior to that. He didn't shoot, so, he didn't have a very good game. Greatest that,
3: raptor of all time, no. But did he keep did he keep the Raptors in the news? Sure. Yeah. Did he win anything? No. no. That's enormous. He made basketball that cool he, in Canada though. He was. did.
2: He convinced Hakeem Olajuwon to come sure. to our team. Yeah. For, like, his, for his, no one, his first two seasons. Rosen wasn't going to do that. Lowry wasn't going to do that. Vince Carter had cachet that changed the culture of Canadian basketball, period. Mm-hmm. I, agree.
3: I think it's better that we got Kawhi than we got Hakeem. Sure. Of course it is.
0: We got a, we got a title. Oh, Hakeem. <laughs> he was tough to watch in Toronto. He was tough to watch in Toronto. He was in in fasting. Toronto. Yes. Uh, apart from being way past his prime, he was fasting for three quarters of the season. Yeah. So he was exhausted, and yeah. he was slow, and it, the game had the game had just started to change a little bit. Yeah. To this more of up tempo stuff. Oh. Yeah, that was that was tough, <laughs> and I thought I was super excited. I'm like, you're gonna. No, uh, I'm giving you the. Uh, I thought you were gonna press the uh, no. like a boo or a, no no you're a, you I don't are you do have Hakim, a boo you're a Hakeem fan right you like the Elijah one. Uh, who's your favorite center, being the tallest guy at the table? Who's your favorite center of all time? Uh, center? Just center. No.
1: Shaq. I was going to say, look Shaq, at his build. Yeah. Okay. He's going to say yeah. Shaq.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. sure
3: he's going to give you some love and say Ewing. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah Ewing, no, baby. No. Hey, <laughs> Hoyas play tonight. First game tonight. Ewing, all right. Anyway,
0: yeah. We are going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to dive into uh, our real insider talk here with uh, Brutus de Barbier Beefcake here and uh, the Million Dollar Man. Shaq was LSU though. So. And we're back with uh, our uh, NBA Ottawa NBA insiders, and we've got a lot to talk about. We talked about the, the Raptors and uh, where they currently stand now, their potential. You know, playing behind uh, Miami, Boston, Philly, and the Bucks as we speak. But again, those all those teams are. A like within a game of each other, it's, we're seven games in, it's hard to, that being said, and we talked about this on the last podcast, you know, yes, okay, it's early to analyze any team at this juncture, but on the flip side, we have seen what some teams could be, and there's a couple of surprise teams, um, the Suns won again, the Suns, Picked up. I, they've got some. they picked up a couple guys that I had no idea they picked up. Dario Saric from uh, from Minnesota. Great pickup. Really high caliber, high IQ player. Great shooter. Um, they have Kelly Oubre Jr. still from last year. He's not my favorite player, but the kid can defend. Devin Booker's a uh, Devin Booker's a budding star. If he's not already a star, didn't he score 50 points or 60 points against the Celtics a couple years ago? Um, 72, 72. Aaron Aaron Baines, who I think is one of the more underrated centers in the NBA, physical. Um, can score inside. They picked him up. So they picked up some really high IQ guys, and they won again.
2: We're getting Ricky Rubio.
0: And Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio, was it Doc Rivers that said in the media the other day, "This that's one tough son of a bitch? Yes. I mean, Doc Rivers doesn't just dole out um, compliments. Ricky Rubio has really, really fit in nicely there. And when I looked at their roster preseason, I'm like, Ah, oh, Ricky Rubio, he's going to yeah. fall apart. He'll be injured by game 10. No, they've come out, and they've come out on fire. Monty Williams, one of my favorite coaches. Um, Monty Williams was the coach of the New Orleans Hornets at the time when CP3 was a rookie to David West. And they won 55 games every year um, until they started losing some of these pieces. But what do you guys think of the the Suns? What do you think of, I want to name another couple teams here, the Hawks uh, and the Heat, who... I don't think anybody's talking about the Heat. Like, is there are those sleeper teams for real? Are there any of the sleeper, sleeper teams that you guys can mention?
2: So start with Phoenix. Yeah. You've, you're missing DeAndre Ayton being out for 25 games, which we're talking about later, I think. So him being out 25 games is huge. I thought that was going to kill them. And they've been really surprising considering.
0: Arguably better. The ball is moving. I don't know that they're
2: better. They're different. I think that when the time comes, they're going to need... What is a stud? John Drayton's a stud. I thought he had a good
0: good first rookie year. He did. Under the circumstances, they were a bit of a mess, and you know their, the backcourt was just, a mess.
2: And I mean, again, later we're going to talk about the post play and stuff like that. He is an actual post player, whereas all these other fives in the league are stepping out and shooting threes. John Drayton wants to bang you and dunk on you. Yeah. And people aren't ready to deal with it because they don't have it anymore. That's right. So Absolutely.
3: I, so when, when's he back? 25 games he misses, so they can't afford to play around with 25 games. No, no, they're good. They're if they get in, they're an eight seed, maybe a seven. Yes, I think without him there, without him missing those games, they got to wait till next year. And I don't know what their what their free agent situation and all that kind of stuff is, but he's the he's their guy. Yes, their guy. Him and Booker are a solid. And nobody's taking the Suns seriously right now, right? Like no, you go into Phoenix or they're coming home. Uh, you're load managing if you can or whatever, whatever it might be, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, they win a few games and they, they, they start uh, teams behind them thought they should be ahead of them. They're going to start loading up on them now. Yep. They're going to start game planning for Booker. They're going to, you know, things are going to change. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they make it. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not big I on agree. them. I, I don't think they make it either. Uh,
2: and, I mean, you said Miami. Miami was a playoff team last year. To me, they're not a surprise. Playoff team that added Jimmy Butler for Josh Richardson. They're a better team.
0: They may, apart from that trade, you look at uh, what they did down low, getting rid of Hassan Whiteside, who yes. was a little bit of a like one game. One game he looks like Shaq, the next game he's completely non-existent. Yep. Um, maybe a tough character to coach, from what I hear. Yep. He's he's now in Portland. They picked up Portland's big guy, might be Myers Leonard. Yep. Who I like, tough guy, sure. really tough guy. I like what they've done with that roster. Best, part-
3: you haven't even named the best player, man. Kendrick Nunn, man. Kendrick yep.
0: Nunn is averaging twenty points a game. His first. Uh, he's leading yeah.
3: them in minutes. Yeah, like he's he's getting all their time. You know, the ball's in his hands as much or more than Jimmy Butler right now. Yep.
0: They put an absolute butt kick into the Houston Rockets the other night. Uh, it was like seventy that's to thirty. Not a surprise! One, unbelievable. Um,
3: can I give you a team though, Pep? That yeah, I, uh, yes, by all yeah, means. So, yeah. I, like, they're not they're not there yet, but I think that they have the they, they can get in the bottom end of this is Orlando. Yes. Nobody's talking Orlando, but I, Bucevic, uh, Aaron Gordon's uh, legit. You know, he's a he's a top end guy. Uh, Bucevic is that guy that can post you up a bit, stretch the floor. He's got a little bit of that combo centerness to him. Uh, for me, I think they're better than the than than the the Heat. They just don't have that Butler-esque guy that 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 uh, guy with some clout some reputation
0: well that's it and they they ended up playing Toronto first round last year and they well, won again I was going to say they were a playoff team yeah they were a playoff team and they were a young playoff team they, and they added be a Luka
3: Mino they they've oh. added some depth both they added Markel Foltz and Markel Foltz is a massive wild card you know like they they're they're good. deep they're i i would say their strength over the raptors is they're deeper yes. than the raptors
0: uh, interesting
3: pep said
1: this from day 1 <laughs> You talked about last year the Raptors strength was their depth and that this year that's probably their weakness. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I I I'll hate to say it, Pep's it, a smart guy that. sometimes. Yeah.
0: Sometimes. <laughs> I, I just like I, I when I in the off season I really liked the fact that the Raptors picked up Cameron Payne and, and Ronde Hollis Jefferson and uh, and Stanley They're not even playing. Right? <clears throat> but they're they're long guys. They all fit the mold, right? They're long and they, they, they can do. play multiple spots, but Cameron Payne's cut and Stanley Johnson's not playing, so oh, these guys. But cleared. Nurse
2: Nurse was on the record for that, right? Yeah, played Said D these or... new guys, if they're not going to work, they're not going to understand what our team ball is, what our defensive schemes are. They're not going to play. And the first game, they they played eight guys, and uh, I was like, wow, there's a message. And, t- I and one that of them a rookie. Game, and one of them was a rookie. <laughs> That's wild stuff. And it's like, all right, you guys better clue in. I'm going to play eight guys because you guys aren't doing it, and I'm going to play guys forty plus minutes, and we can't do this all year, so. This is what I expect of you. You better step up.
0: And off the topic of what well, this team is certainly not a surprise, because they've done they've been very average for the last couple of years and missed the playoffs. But um, the T Wolves, I'm yeah. always interested in the T Wolves only because of Andrew Wiggins and his potential. And is he has he met his potential? Is it a system thing? He's had different coaches every year. It seems Carl um, Anthony-Tones is the is the guy there obviously the you know can shoot from outside can play down low how are they looking this year can they sneak into the playoffs now that the fact that they've lo- they've made some changes to their roster derrick rose is no longer there they've gotten a little bit younger are the t wolves a team to, to look out for so to me the big
2: thing that they people missed from last year was when they traded butler and got covington covington was injured and covington didn't play much and he was a stud He was a second-team all-defense the year before with Philly, stud. And he came over injured and didn't give them what they expected. Well, he's giving them what they expect this year. And he can shoot the three. All-around game. He can shoot the three. He shot at mid-40s, I think, when he was in Philly. And he's giving them an all-around game. He's defending. He's letting Wiggins take a break and be able to just be a scorer off of Towns.
0: Wiggins off to a great start, by the way. Yes.
3: Yeah. He is. His shot looks a little bit better. Yeah, Wiggins uh,
2: was pissed off because he wasn't rated top hundred players. Yeah, and he was. He, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah,
3: and I still think, uh, like I love, I love Carl Anthony Towns. You know, I put Dan him Towns up to him first overall on the fantasy pool. Well, very close <laughs> to that for sure. Uh, he's the kind of guy you build your team around. There's, there's only a, there's only a dozen or so of those guys where you say, if I can do it, I'm building my team around this guy. Is he Anthony he's one Davis? Of them. He's yeah, he's as close he as you can get without Anthony Davis. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's ahead of an Embiid. People want to talk Embiid, Embiid, Embiid. Embiid draws a lot of attention to himself. He's great at marketing himself. Carl Anthony Towns just goes about his business. Yeah. And Embiid's
2: know? also in Philly where he's going to get more media. Yeah. Anthony Towns is sitting in Minnesota where no one really wants to talk. It's the
3: I think
0: reason that's why what,
2: Starbury left there, right? Yeah,
0: I think that's why Kevin Garnett liked it there, actually. For sure. That's on the I flip agree. side. But. Uh, that roster, I mean, they you know so, getting Covington and Sarich is for for um, I think that was the deal, right? Yes. Sarich and Butler.
3: It's then you go down the list. You got you got Teague. Love love Teague's game. He's tenacious. You know he can he can mix it up and and he can be the guy that puts a ball in the net if you need him to be. Yep. You got Wiggins. You got Cat. You got Covington. It starts to draw sure. drop off, man, very quick. And you need you need nine guys. One of the worst contracts in the NBA is
0: Gordy Jing. Their, yeah, uh, the yeah, but you
2: know what? He played well the
3: other night when Towns was out. Yeah, and then
0: okay. he played
2: well again. Uh, I think it was last night when Towns was on a second suspension.
0: Sometimes these guys have a have a renaissance year and they just come out. They finally make make yeah. it like Biombo did. When one he year signed the his Raptors.
2: contract, he played. He was a stud that year. Yeah,
0: he was a double double machine defending. Then they drafted
3: Towns,
2: and that was
3: it. Like you, I want to believe because I I want that Canadian kid right. You know, uh, although I challenge how much a Canadian he is when he doesn't even want to suit up for his country, but that's just another story. <laughs> that's a whole other... Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's But he is Canadian. He's a product of uh, the Canada basketball in that sense, you know. Uh, so you want him to do well. But... Uh, and Cat's awesome. So you have a shot. If everyone stays healthy, you have a shot. But those kids are going to have to play 35 to 40 minutes a game.
2: Exactly.
3: Or 82 games. Uh, I would, I would just say, to get as Dan
2: in. said... That goes for most of those teams in the West. Most of those teams in the West, it's all about health. You lose any of those players (laughs) for a bit. I thought Sacramento was going to push to make a playoff this year. They lose Bagley six to eight weeks. All of a sudden we see Sacramento can't handle that miss.
0: That's right. So let's
2: see what some of these other teams do if they lose someone for a chunk of time. It's the same. The best
3: part about the NBA this year is there's no Goliath. Yes. You know, everybody has a shot. When I say everybody, obviously it's within reason. The Knicks have no shot. But oh, the every, everybody has a shot. There's eight teams in the East and eight teams in the West who believe they can win the, West. the championship
0: this year. Okay, yeah. well, you're, 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 this is a perfect segue. Before we get into this, the, the segue, segue, who's the, the team that, if, I know it's, again, super early, but is there a team that's disappointing? Or do you think that there's a team that's going to disappoint its fan base? Um, it doesn't look like the Lakers are going to disappoint. They are looking good. But is there a team on your list that's maybe the expectations are a little high or what you've seen so far from the, the first seven games that are going to be disappointing?
1: I got my pick,
0: yeah. the Rockets. Oh, I think that is by far my pick, the Rockets. But do you guys have any other? Like to
2: me, the Rockets are the obvious pick. I'm looking more like a Sacramento because of injury.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm
2: looking more at Orlando who was a playoff team and have started off slow and I thought they'd be better than last year. And right now they're not. Uh, I look at Brooklyn, I'm surprised Kyrie comes out his first game and goes for 50 burger and you're like, okay, and they're not winning. And they were they were a playoff team last year and they've got their roster back except they brought Kyrie in man on oh man pressure on him. I, I think losing D'Angelo Russell is
3: a big loss, though. So. You lose D'Angelo Russell off that roster, I think he gives you something, Kyrie. D'Angelo Russell well, will give that, you the, point, the right? dimes with the points, right? Yes. And Kyrie's got to get the ball. He has to have the ball. Yep. Here's a team that I can't believe more is not being made of them. Maybe I'm missing something. But Golden State, five years in a row, man, to the finals, they Might not even make the playoffs, they might no, be a lottery pick. No,
0: they won't make the playoffs. They this are with the roster they currently have, although Pascal looked really good, didn't he they? did, he they looked, looked very wow. good. Um, that that roster, Steve Kerr knows they're not. No, I mean, he's going to try to make get what he can out of these guys, but uh,
3: but where's their future because every they they I mean, are,
2: they've got Curry, okay, he's going to be back next year, yep. Good to go. They got Thompson, going to be back next year, good to go. So Thompson's. They're going to be getting a, a high pick because they're going to be poor. They're going to trade D'Angelo Russell for some good pieces. To me, I would trade D'Angelo Russell and the pick and go get Bradley Beal. That's what I would do because Beal wants out of town in Washington. Why
3: wouldn't you? Yeah, and, I, I right. don't see. I don't see the future the same way. I look at that. Those are a lot of miles on those three legs. You're expecting to be, to be better a year after not playing. Yeah. You know, I I don't Fair. see it. But uh, and I think uh, one of the most overhyped players in the whole league, Draymond Green. Yes.
0: Oh, I, I, I can't agree. I can't agree more. He he's undersized for a four. He doesn't shoot the three as well as his numbers. And he's getting
3: either. in Kevin Durant's face. Kevin Durant's is a, a, probably a top three talent in the league, and you're getting in his face about sit down and learn. Watch what I watch what he's doing. Give him the ball. Go get your rebounds. Whatever you're supposed to do. Get the hell. Do out of your the way. role, role player. Yes. And give your superstar the ball.
1: Oh, that's it. You said he's undersized for the position, but he's also over talked for his status in the NBA.
0: And you know, we talked about one of our first podcasts. We we were we kind of went on a bit of a Draymond Green tangent because I think we started podcasting in the in the finals, right? That was our first or second. Yeah, it might have been here. Yeah, it might have been here. It was our first podcast. And Draymond Green was a big part of that podcast. <laughs> Partly because of the, we talked about the situation with with uh, Durant and uh, the tweeting with there was an argument with the mom got involved somehow and stupidity like complete Kevin Durant at, and his prime well, he's probably still in his prime but a couple of years ago was the best player in the NBA better than LeBron LeBron at six ten shoot the three off the dribble like that and like the stuff that he could do on offense was like and they won the title with him right at the end of the day that's he won yeah, well, the title
2: so when did Golden State get good? when they decided to start Draymond Green. Draymond Green, as a second round pick, got inserted by Steve Kerr in replacement of David Lee, who was making 18, $20 million at the time. And people were like, how the hell are you making this decision? Because Draymond Green's a player. Draymond Green's a glue guy, he's going to give me eight to 12 points. But he's gonna rebound, he's gonna defend. He was a defensive player of the year candidate for three or four years in a row, won it once or twice in there. On top of it, he was an MVP candidate one of those years. So he's not overrated. And then they paid him. Sure. Then they paid him. And then that whole
1: glue thing and uh, being a team player. because after they paid
2: him, they brought in Kevin Durant. And so if we go to the whole complaints with Kevin Durant, he complained to Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant decided not to play Golden State basketball. Golden State basketball was move the ball, move the ball, move the ball. Kevin Durant dribbled the ball up the floor and shot a three within two seconds. Made it. Then, no, missed it. (laughs) Then he came up the floor, tried it again and missed it, and Draymond got in his face. And Durant said, this is what I do. And Draymond said, this isn't what we do, and I'm on Draymond's side.
3: And if I'm Durant, I'm looking at you, say, step back, son, and watch. (laughs) He's he's Stephen Adams. He's Serge Ibaka. He's not Kevin Durant but he's, he's also not a guy in the guy that conversation. won titles
2: before Durant could win titles. Uh, he's also the guy that when Durant was up 3-1 shoved it down his throat and said go home Ste- and then Ste- come Ste- and join our team. You nah.
0: know, my problem with Draymond isn't his game. I think his game is tight. Actually, he's a good he's a really good passer from the four, great really rebounder. Cool. <laughs> uh, he's athletic and uh, he slowed down just a bit the last year and a half, Agreed. but but you know, m- marginal. Uh my problem with Draymond are the antics, and uh, he leads the always leads the NBA in, tech, in technical fouls. He's alienated a superstar and basically shoot him out. So, you know, you have to question a guy like that. And where or is Steve Kerr? Is Steve Kerr okay with this, these antics? Is Steve Kerr okay with the tease? If it gets does it get, does it get him engaged in the game? Is is his technical foul game? a ploy to keep him involved in the game is that his shtick I, I, I don't know but from the optics are good like i i don't like watching draymond green smile when he shouldn't be smiling i don't like and i'm not a rah-rah guy as a player myself so i can't i, I can't relate to a guy like draymond green
1: or is his role more like uh, dennis rodman well, okay. I don't automatically you go young? to basketball ones, but that's a very good analogy. I was thinking of the guy for the Pittsburgh Penguins who slammed on Carlson's All ACL. Yes. Oh, What's his name? All Remember? Samuelson. No, oh, not him. Cook, Matt Cook, Cook. Cook. like a guy like that who's an agitator, instigator, but that takes a lot of focus away from Sidney Crosby and Malkin. So does it take away some stuff from the the attention from Curry and and Thompson and those guys to free them up for other things? Is that that a role
3: or is that something that could be done in basketball? I think you could have taken 10 to 15 other guys in the league, put them in the same role, and had the same result. But you take away Clay Thompson, you take away Steph Curry, and you try to replace them with another good shooter or another good defender? It's not
2: working. It's not clearly. working out.
0: No, the, the you know, Angela just, Russell I'm was...
2: I'm just curious. When when Jordan came back and they didn't win because Horace Grant left for Orlando, what did Jordan say we needed? Dennis Rodman. Though That Golden State team does not win a title without Draymond Green. And... Tell me who else plays like Draymond.
3: You, you get to be right because they won and they had him. Okay, but, but we, we can Next never segment. know what, <laughs> what it would be like. I'm going to say right now, he's the only one of that group that's there, and they're a lottery pick.
2: True, because that's not his role. And his he, role isn't to go score points. His when he had the option the of going
1: or, or looking at uh, other teams' offers – I think it was in his best interest not to take it, some other team because I don't think he does as well if he's not surrounded with the guys that he has in Golden you State. remember uh, He can't be a top two guy. He's a third or fourth option, support piece,
3: dirty guy.
0: He doesn't have so, the dribble to be a, a two guy. No. He doesn't have the shot to be a two guy. Remember, oh, uh, he, but he does his role. You he's bet an you all-star not. at his role, that's Phoenix, for sure. Phoenix Suns,
3: way back when, Nash made a lot of guys incredibly rich. You know, they he they would play with him, they'd put up twenty a game or whatever and then get oh, their Johnson. get their pay job, right? Pay out. Sure. That's Draymond Green. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, they made him a rich man. All he had to do was clean up slop. When they missed, <laughs> which was rare, yeah, he put it back. When they got double teamed, they kick it to him and he gets a wide open jumper from the foul line. Yeah. Like he's making shots that my fourteen year old girls' basketball team makes. That's but he's making them. He's,
0: you know. Okay, he's, <laughs> sure. Know. It's a good, it's a good point. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm not, and I'm not. Uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't like Draymond Green. I don't like the cut of his jib. I don't like his antics on the court. I respect his game as a four guy, a four, pa- a passer out of the four spot. He sees the floor really well when he when he has the ball. Right now, they've they've got nobody. Their their defense is Swiss cheese. Like, you know, and D'Angelo Russell is not the answer. And oh. I think it's unfair to. Judge Green's success with the team as these two guys are hurt based on D'Angelo Russell. Like, he's he's a terrible defender. So, you know, I want to give Green some credit as a, as a glue guy. He's an all star. I don't think he's a superstar. And I think he knows that deep down. Like, I'm, this is not my job to keep us afloat. Like, we're going to suck without our best players. But
3: would, um, he, would he even start on the Raptors?
0: Green? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think he'd start over Ananobi.
2: I would start him over yeah, yeah. Van Fleet as we go back to that. Yeah, I would, I would put, start Ananobi. You know, I don't two, know that he's at the sense. three and Green at the four. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I think he's just uh, he's he's just a, a victim of cir- circumstance. You know, he's just lucky to have been along for the ride, made a lot of coin along the way. Thank Kevin Durant. Don't slam Kevin Durant because he he had the chance to make you a champion for another year, and you he did you, it before Durant got it. there. And and Ooh. Kevin Durant even said, just recently, I don't know if you saw that interview. He said, "Yes, Green." That interaction with him in the timeout had something to do with him
0: leaving. Absolutely, yeah. And Kurt tried to so, diffuse that by saying something to the effect of, like, uh, I think he just needed to move on and get and have another challenge in his career. Yeah. But we all know. Uh, Steve's a player. He knows how yeah. to swing things. Steve, yeah. Steve, is one, Steve is one of the best NBA guys. Intelligent and plays the media right and doesn't say anything stupid and I'm a big and Steve he handled Bear all fan. those
3: personalities, right? Like, you oh. know, he, he went to the championship five years in a row. Yeah, he had the best team. He should have went to the championship. But there's a way to lose it if you're the coach, right? You just got to manage those personalities, and he did his job.
2: Well, and the reality is that team the year before he got there with Mark Jackson didn't do that. He came in, if I can jump on Green again, made the tough decision of sitting Lee and the big contract, put Green in, and won.
0: And, you know, they made some tough choices. Eh? They got rid of Andres Biedrins and... Sure. You know uh, David Lee, and they went ahead and picked up some of these like Andrew Bogut and uh, David West. Even further oh, back, Monta Ellis? Ellis. for Ellis, yeah. Bogut was huge. I mean, that was a, that was a great deal for them at the for the time. I don't think other guys in the NBA anymore. Actually, Monta Ellis is mm-hmm. gone. And, no. um, but you know, like guys like Sean Livingston, who was journeyman, I think, after breaking his leg, and uh, Iguodala. So there were some. Those guys are gone. We take for for granted. Those guys are no longer there. That's huge. So they've got even guys rookies. like cook cook yeah. was a huge cook is lighting it up Quentin for the cook lakers is it yeah. up.
3: iguodala was more valuable than dry green
0: <laughs> wow. And then, wow and and his
3: mvp in the finals tells you that
0: yeah he, uh, you know he hit some big big threes in that finals uh and he's and but he's a little defend, shutdown defender yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. remember when he, so he, was in, in he was in philly
3: he was in philly he was the man he was, yeah, oh yeah. he was, butler, he was AI, you know? he was the, the, yeah.
0: the, the new it's age AI. AI. Too, yeah. Okay, boys, we're going to go into <laughs> a, a couple, a couple of sort of n- not rapid fire questions, but we'll sure. just sort of like get you quick, quick takes on uh, a few of these questions. And then we'll, uh, we're going to take a break, but, um, currently best team in the NBA Clippers
3: Lakers. Why you, that combo of LeBron and AD. That's a match made in heaven, man. You give them a, a play first point guard, they're unstoppable. Was their closer? Le, it doesn't matter. LeBron sure will it pass does. it. LeBron. The criticism on LeBron when he was in Cleveland is he passed it too much. Yeah.
2: yeah. So he will so pass it. You think it. LeBron can close? Oh, for sure. LeBron. I think LeBron's a the best LeBron, player of LeBron. all time. There's no way. Kawhi's a closer. Period. Kawhi's a closer.
0: I'm with I'm with you. Did you not just hear what he just said? I heard everything you okay, he said. Okay, I want to make sure. Now, I'm torn because I I'm feel like Lake, the I'm... person
2: who has control over the BBB <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is, is a little bit
1: of He's a a the Homer. smartest man at this table. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. And actually, I was trying to get you talking to green again so I can mute your mic while you were going back at it.
0: <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is uh, the best closer in the NBA. He's the best player in the but, NBA. But for me, I, I watched uh, every second of the Lakers game last night. And I am so impressed with how LeBron is now, uh, is, he's got a bit more of a focus. First few games, he was turning the ball over like crazy. But last night, he had a triple double, three in a row, man. In his sleep. He was making passes in his sleep. And they had, I don't know if you saw the Bulls game last night, uh, Bulls-Lakers. They had a camera angle that was like almost at court level. It was the coolest thing I've seen. I hope that, I'd, I'd love to see that again. But... Um, AD only had 15 points, and he had like eight of them in the last three minutes. So it was the LeBron James show. You want to talk about closers for them? It might be Kyle Kuzma. He had 15 points last night. He's starting to come around. If you're asking Kuzma to close, but, you're not winning a title. But no, 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 it's LeBron. I think it's LeBron and it's, AD. The ball's in the
3: LeBron's hand. LeBron he's making AD. the final decision of the game. He might not take the final shot, but he's making the final decision of the
0: game. The way this Lakers team is constructed right now, will will win them 55 games, but... I would not be surprised if they go and poach somebody who's a, who's a, out of the playoffs, a CP three, maybe not a closer, but I, I would have the money to do it. But if they can make it, the money work, maybe they deal a Danny Green who's who's not who's underwhelmed so far. Danny's so, only making
2: eighteen CP 3s making forty. I feel like
0: I feel like they can make they can you make it work with salaries. two. Yeah, but maybe a two for one, a three for one deal. Wait, and, what's uh, what's Rondo's situation? Like,
3: he's, hurt, but, yeah, but he's hurt, but but he's hurt, but like, he's been hurt for what six years now or something. You know, like. Uh, he should be that guy.
0: He played most of the year last year. Uh, yeah, he was relatively yeah. healthy most of the year last year. I think he's just. He, I think he's just. He'll, he'll they be need to play soon. first
3: point guard. He's the guy. But they also he's got to be able to knock down some shots, and that, he's not that guy. I'm big, unfortunately.
0: I'm a big Alex Caruso fan. I hope that kid gets a lot more play.
3: Oh, he's getting. So, he's yeah. getting some time. I mean, like you know, he's going to be fine. I I just that duo, is unstoppable.
0: Oh, I'm with you. I, I was going to say my, my answer is the Lakers, just because of the the sheer talent level. Uh, I, I'm not sold on the. I, I need to see more from the Clippers in terms of uh, their 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 PG.
3: When, yeah, when he comes back, where's the ball going?
0: Let, let, yeah, let's see what happens there. I'm curious because we know Patrick Beverly is just a role player, and so is Montrezl Harrell and uh, Zubach. Lou Williams is. Oh, Montrez God.
2: is going 18 and 8 and is a stud. Defender. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm a big fan of Montrezl. I just That's don't not think a role he's
2: player 18 and 8.
0: To, to me, he's. To me, he will be nothing more than just a, he a is banger. Yeah, because
2: you got two studs. He'll yeah. be
3: twelve and twelve and eight. When you
2: got when you your two up. studs and you got Lou Williams coming off the bench for twenty, and then your starting point guards, one of the best defensive point guards in the league, and then Harrell's coming in as one of the best defensive centers in the league. When the game slows down in the playoffs, it's over. I'm I, not even sure yeah, if the Clippers
3: are a home team in the first round. They
2: don't even have to be.
3: I'm and just I, saying, they're, you're talking best team in the NBA. They might be a fifth seed in the West.
0: And my experience with Harrell, I just, I mean, just watching him these first couple of games. The, the one game they lost by to Utah by 25 when uh, they sat um, Leonard, and Harrell's non-existent. Like he, so he, he benefits from playing with PG and, and Leonard. But when they sit and it's the Harrell Beverly show.
2: Oh, Harrell was great last year without either of those two players there.
3: That's good.
0: Yeah, we're not was. even
3: talking about Denver. You know, yeah, I no, think
0: Denver's uh, Denver's up there. I put them at of the Clippers for sure. Denver's winning
2: the West regular season. Okay, so I could see that for sure.
0: So who is the best team? You, you say Clippers?
2: When you say best team, you mean who's going to win the title? Just, who do I who's think? The,
0: who's the best team in the NBA? What else you playing for? The Clippers.
2: The Clippers. They're not going to oh. win the say West Lake, regular Lake, season. Lakers who are the do best. Do team.
1: Say? Uh, Clippers
3: right now.
0: Clippers right now. Okay, I think the Lakers. So two, Cl- two, no, two LA. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even amazing. an LA fan, man. I grew up a no.
3: Celtics fan. I wow. can't believe I'm saying this, but they got the best player in the world.
0: Best coach in the NBA.
3: Pop. Pop. Uh,
1: I'm not qualified to answer these questions.
0: You know enough about coaches to answer a question. Come on.
1: No, I can't tell you who I think the best coach is.
0: You like Popovich? You like...
1: I like Pop. His his, His history history, proves for... uh, Well, um, you know, I'm a homer in terms of Donovan. Uh, You know, obviously (laughs) I like... Billy Donovan it is. Billy Donovan, perfect. This slick. I like it. That's not a bad call,
3: though. That's not a bad call, man. He gets more out of nothing than some of these other guys do.
0: I, I, uh... I happen to love uh, Doc Rivers. I He's dogs up there. Dogs up there. What he did with the Clippers last year was is a was a great coaching job. Like it was. I don't care what anyone says. So, I'll go with Doc end, Rivers. You got to look
2: at titles and even looking all time. Like I had a debate with a bunch of buddies a while back about it. And to me it's Popovich. It's Popovich, yeah. And yeah. as much as you can look at Phil Jackson winning his six and then winning his three, it's the same kind of style. Yeah. Popovich yeah. winning, he never won back-to-back. Yeah. He's always had to win in different eras. He won in the 80-78 to scoring games. He won in the pick-and-roll era. He's now won in the I'm-not-going-to-play-defense, I'm-going-to-play-offense-and-shoot-threes era. He's been able to morph himself, and I compare him to Belichick. Belichick's been able to win on defense, on offense. He's been able to morph his way. You don't like that at all, right, now? I don't think there's a
3: clear second in in football. I don't think there's a—sorry, even guy contending— in football. Belichick like is Kurt on an Day island.
0: All-time. All-time. Chuck Noel.
3: Yeah, of course. <laughs> but,
0: Homer, but Homer Homer Homer
3: <laughs> in basketball, uh you can make an argument at any given year that somebody in the league is better than him. At any given year. I get longevity. You look at the body of work. He's the best of his generation for sure. Any given year he might not be the best in his year. There's it's always about who else is. It's kind of like in basketball, it, for university basketball. The fact that Dave Smart never won every freaking coach of the year is, a, is absurd. It's a Travis. You know? But the reality is he was measured against Dave Smart. Everybody else was being measured against each other. Same as Belichick in football. Pop, he's measured against everybody else every time. And sometimes he wins and sometimes he doesn't. And he'll be the best of his generation. But there's guys even this year. The, the coach for, uh, what's his name, Malone from Denver.
0: He's a great, great coach. He's doing such a good job. Oh my with that team. No, stars. nobody
2: talks about no him because he's in Denver. There's no Jokic isn't a star. Well, he's come on. I, he's he's, he's the Joker's a star.
0: I love Joker. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't fit the star mold. He's not no, like no. chiseled. He's not. He Agreed, doesn't run the floor that, that well. But he's a you look star. look at his
2: numbers. Yeah, he's, on a team that won the West last year. Great passer. Great. Makes
0: all his teammates a lot better, right? The center who puts
2: eight plus assists is
0: insane. Oh yeah, he's 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 got great court vision. Um Okay, okay. Well, I. Th- <laughs> My pick is Doc Rivers, but that's cool. And the yeah. reason why I like Doc Rivers is he just gets the most of his guys and what he did with that Boston team. Uh, you know, uh, to Pop's credit, anybody else coaching San Antonio, they don't win 40 games Agreed. with that current roster. With How many
2: titles does Doc have? Uh, uh
0: the
2: Leeds just two? the one.
0: It's just the one in Boston. Did he win, did he win one in New York? No, they lost to, to the Rockets. I believe
2: he only has one title. Okay. And at the start of the big three era, when he's the first That's person right. to have big three. Yeah,
0: they lost so, to the Lakers the second year. That's right.
2: Doc's great. Right. But he only has one title. Makes it hard.
0: Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, let's see. What else, what else we got in the docket here? Uh, best coach, we asked you that. If you had to pick two guys to start a team, who would that be?
2: Giannis and Doncic.
0: Giannis and Doncic. Wow, off the board. Well, the okay. thing is, yeah. is, is
2: if you're telling me pick two players right now right now win. right now to win no no but you said started oh started oh,
0: yeah okay yes okay i see and that and that's why
2: i say doncic <clears throat> okay doncic and Giannis. cuz they're young. Are young yes i'm i'm taking Kawhi, he's the best player in the nba right i would go Kawhi and Giannis right now. but if i'm going starting a team with the load management in his contract that's <laughs> and his age i'm when you look at doncic's numbers i wrote it down 27 10 and 10 from a second year players
0: Stupid. Oh, no, he's it's insane, and his, he's it's insane. got unlimited range, and
2: he's a six foot eight point guard. Like, good luck matching up with me. Age. Like, it's over.
0: I can tell you
3: can match up with him, LeBron. I'm going LeBron AD, and that match LeBron's is already made. Five years old, wow. man. Come yeah, on. but i uh, When am I winning? Am I winning ten years from now? or am I winning right now. No, I'm winning right now. Starting a team. Yeah. Starting start a franchise.
2: A, give me those two Expansion and team. anybody
3: else you want, and I'm a contender. Give me those two and watch Don- them.
2: Doncic and the freak don't make you a contender.
3: Uh, I I still take LeBron and AD over that.
2: Sure, but you just said contender. I'm saying these two are contender. And these two contend for the next 15 years. I'm taking them now. (laughs) Yours contend for
3: two. I want to win for the next three, five years. I'm taking those two guys. I love Giannis. Giannis is my second favorite player in the NBA right now.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't he be nice in a Raptors uniform? I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. Two years from now, book it. Do you have two players you'd start a team with? One
1: of those brothers I hate with the Milwaukee Bucks. The monstars looking guys there. Lopez, the Lopez.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Both of them.
3: Yeah, those two and, and Draymond Green. And then wow, I would my fold. shot. the Milwaukee Bucks, I thought for sure is was on or whatever yeah. his name is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how,
1: do, how do you say his name? Antet- 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 Kupo? Antet- Kupo. Antet- oh, yeah, yeah. But realistically, he would be one of them for sure,
3: and then it would be a matter of. But he's young, I mean, yeah, so yeah, it has got to no be no brainer. Yeah. So if you're going long term, if you're building a franchise and you're going long term i am still going lebron in a, right now how he's 30 because he'll transition into, into
1: a coach in about three well, years
2: because for all your love we, for cat why wouldn't you build with cat and ad I, I, and say there's my two guys, bigs. No, i gotta tell you if you go cat and ad i like
0: cat i'm not going cat over lebron i i'm going steph curry and ad and the reason being is the game is obviously extended beyond a three-point line you need a big who can shoot threes you got the best three-point shooter in the in the history of the nba to start a team. I think it, it sets up well with your backcourt and your frontcourt. So, so you got to defend stuff. I listen, Curry's an underrated defender. Um you know, he's not is he an elite defender? We'll worry about that. Later. <laughs> but we can, can shoot he, the three. I play with you on
3: position. Monday night. I know where you're coming from here. So. Yeah, I don't play to look
0: his position. at defense.
2: Pardon me. Can he defend his position? Curry? Yes. I think so. No chance. At the point guard, against top end point guards, no chance.
0: Well, who who are top end point so, guards now in the NBA? Russell Russell defend, Westbrook,
2: can he defend Westbrook? No chance. Lillard, no chance. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. L-
0: Lillard's an interesting call, actually. Lillard, 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 sort of goes under the radar. I'd maybe For pick sure. Lillard over. So, two over yeah, years Lillard's ago, call, Lillard, yeah. I, like
2: I said to a buddy, two years ago when it was Houston Golden State rumbling, I said, Golden State is better with Livingston on than Curry right now. Interesting. Because Livingston can defend Curry. And when they pick and roll with harden then livingston's okay flipping when curry did it they exposed him and when curry came off the floor if you look at the stats on it curry's plus minus was minuses livingston was like plus 12. curry carries a lot of clout too that's an exaggerated stat in my opinion sure but the proof was late in the game they were better with livingston on the court than curry because Living-
1: Livingston can take a foul and it's not a big deal. Where For sure. if Curry fouls out, you're screwed. Totally. So he's, there's got to be a little bit of, uh, I, I just agree. can't take a foul. I'll play as hard as I can, but I can't afford to take fouls because
3: I need to be in this you game. Pace and in a point yeah. guard the league,
2: if you yeah. can't afford to take a foul and you can't defend yeah. your position, you're a liability. Well,
3: I think Dave actually nailed it that. You want I, I, I the name we missed, Damian Lillard. Lillard, yeah. like, Lillard yeah. He might time. be a guy with Giannis. Imagine those two guys together. That might be the way you go. Sure. Portland is not include area. LeBron.
0: Portland, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Portland made the conference final.
1: <laughs> Choking <clears throat> on some french fries. <laughs> I shouldn't have had that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Portland made the True. finals. Here, I'll spicy. just mute it. You can cough away. Yeah, Portland did uh, quite well last year. I'm gonna talk a little slower until you're ready to come on in. All right, give her.
3: I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, when no. you got when you got a guy like Lillard, though, you you've got a guy uh, that can be the the ball in his hand at the end, and he makes his teammates better around him. You get a guy like compare him to to uh, Kyrie, beautiful talent. But if if it ain't the Kyrie show, it ain't a show you yeah, no want to be a part of, yeah. right? But Lillard. He's got it all. Yeah. I think he's probably the best point guard in the league.
0: And he can rap. Yeah. I know he can rap. likes that. <laughs> and he can rap.
3: <laughs> all right. Okay.
0: Okay. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. We got a couple more things. We got, uh, who do you think the final four teams are going to be in the NBA?
3: You want to go, Dan, first? Sure. I got, uh, I got L.A., Denver in the West. Sorry, which L.A.? The Lakers. <laughs> the only one that might make, make the playoffs.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: And then I got Raptors, Milwaukee in the East. So then I have, Pep's going to love this, the Lakers and the Raps in the final. Oh, baby. And unfortunately, I have the Lakers winning. Unfortunately? Yeah, I want the rap, though. I, I don't like the Lakers, buddy. I just respect the talent. Okay.
1: Pep, that shows up. Raps, Lakes, Sophie's choice. Who you got?
0: Lakers. It did wow. Sorry. Sorry, pal. Wow. I'm a Laker fan through and through. Wow.
3: Something about the gold, eh? Yeah. Fuck, he was not saying that during yeah, the run last year. Oh, Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. So you said? Sorry, you said I'm Lakers clips, and Clippers
2: beating the Lakers, and in, and, and from I'm Milwaukee, the, Toronto, Toronto beating Milwaukee, Clippers winning the title.
0: You guys have the, both picking the, the Raptors to make the finals. You gotta beat the best to be the best, wow. buddy. We wow. said this
2: earlier. Who's the closer on all these other teams? No, I, there's no closer.
0: No, I I, I
2: would put my money on Siakam being as good of a closer as any of these other top teams.
0: I, I like your picks. I like your your your. Argument with, you know, uh, the Sixers being the team that really look to watch out for because of Horford. And because on of paper, they're the best. Yeah, team. but man, I think they're. I think losing Redick on that team is going to hurt them. By the way. Well, um,
2: and you and you talked about Josh Richardson earlier, but Josh Richardson's not a. I'm gonna just kill you with threes. Last year, Redick scared everybody. Yeah. yeah. If it was a shot, it was in. It was like holy cow. Yeah. Redick, yeah, like he's lights out. It's insane. Yeah, and I watched the Raptors' first game against New Orleans this year, and my goodness, there's Redick again, just putting threes in our eye. It's incredible. That's They're it. gonna miss him.
0: Brock, do you have a, a horse in this race? Do you have a? Well, the Raptors are my horse in this race. Okay, so you but, think that, the who will they play in the semis?
1: Uh, the Heat. Ooh, oh, I like, I like it. it. I, could be the I, I think you're crazy, I don't, I don't, but he went no, out on
3: a limb. He's not crazy. We went, we went with the the odds makers, but you went and, and, and made There's a There's no
2: way the Raps are the odds makers. They're ahead of the Heat. Sure.
1: Yeah, Rap, Heat, and then uh, I think the Clippers. and Watching the Nuggets last year, there was something about them that stood out so i'm gonna go with the clippers and nuggets
0: you know the nuggets man they play in uh in that stadium where the air is air is thin it's a huge advantage plus they're good
1: and
2: they're
0: deep yeah so you have to be deep to deal with super deep you know and Millsap to me is one of my favorite players like that guy can just uh that guy can play any position he can shoot he's rugged there's Um, also
2: a lot of talk with denver being as deep as they are that they're going to move pieces and get another stud in there wow so because they've got they go 12 deep
0: yeah Gary they Harris. move three of
2: those deep guys out and grab I'm going to keep saying Bradley Beal cuz I think Beal's going to get traded. They get Beal to go next to Murray with Ooh. Jokic and Millsap,
0: and Harris and they Watch got out. yeah, yeah, for sure, Watch no out. doubt. Um we've already talked about the Warriors. Uh I don't think we need to talk any more about them. We, the only thing I want to mention with the Warriors is like they they could end up being the 88 80, uh, the, the 98 99 Spurs with, you know, losing uh, guys to injury having a top pick and then reloading mm-hmm. overnight but i do have a list i'm not going to go over this list right now but i do have a list of um the top 50 uh, ncaa players and nobody really stands out as a game changer so that's not going to happen if nobody gonna... stands
1: out as a game changer do you say you're going to list off the top 50. I'm not listening. To, no, I, I
0: was looking for. Oh, OK. I actually printed it up because I was looking for Mac McClung, the, the Georgetown one where he fell and he was 47. So I'm like, I better print up all 50 just because I want to be on this list. Anyways, um, wow. So I think the Warriors are in trouble. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to, to rebuild overnight because they will. Yeah, they'll get a high draft pick. Will they get a good player? Probably. But it's not going to be Tim Duncan, so we can just put that to rest. Uh, DeAndre Ayton with the Suns getting suspended. John Collins. A really good-looking young kid in Atlanta, 25 games as well for uh, being suspended for PEDs. taking advanced PEDs. I think yeah. so, yeah. So I don't remember the last NBA player that was suspended for uh, PEDs. They've been suspended for drugs. They've been suspended for other things, but not for PEDs. What's going on in the NBA? I think not really know they tested for. It.
2: They weren't PEDs, though. They were things that mask.
0: It was a growth
1: hormone.
2: Oh, was it a growth hormone? Well, I think so because when,
1: I remember thinking I'll make the joke that he was
3: 5'11 last year and now he's like <laughs> 6'9. Collins was a growth hormone. Yeah, Collins wasn't a diuret what do they yes. call it? A diure- diuretic? A diuretic. Yes. Yeah. But so it was on the
2: band list because it's masks. Yeah. And then
3: you so. look at you look at some of the other guys that are taking these other things, you wonder what he's masking.
0: Yeah, right? true. For sure. Aiton's ripped this year. He was big last year, but this year he's muscly. Yeah. Like Dwight Howard, but so, well, what's it like, okay, we've identified the fact that they've been suspended for these substances, but what's the deal? Like, why is the NBA doing it this year more than they have in the years past, or is it just these two guys just decided they just to, got caught. to screwed up? They just what got I caught. What I
2: looked at is they just got caught, and to me all this load management stuff is because the guys are taking more wear and tear on their bodies, and they're trying to find ways to take care of their bodies, and these guys screwed up is kind of my take on it.
0: Simple, simple as that, I guess. Yeah, I That's like my that. take. Yeah. The last question before we go to a quick break. And we've covered most of everything. I'm, I'm proud of us. We've covered everything. And we're only 15 minutes beyond my time limit. That's not bad. Look at you. <laughs> this
1: re- clock resets every time we take a break, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so let's keep that into It's almost 9 o'clock. Perspective That's outstanding. Idiots. Okay.
0: My last question to you guys. <clears throat> I think we know what Dan's answer is going to be. That's fine. Best player of all time. Who's the GOAT? Oh. Of all time, not current day, all time. Who is the best player in the NBA ever?
3: Yeah, it's it's LeBron. I I usually I, I reserve it to say there's at least a debate between MJ LeBron because that's everybody's default answer is MJ. But uh, I get it. MJ won more championships for sure. LeBron changed the game more significantly than MJ did. You can't play. One positional basketball anymore, because LeBron. You want to. You want to get paid. You want to be the best. You got to be able to defend three, four positions. You got to be able to shoot the three, post up, make the pass, beat a guy off the dribble. You got to be everything to everybody all the time. Sorry, Jordan couldn't do that. Uh, Jordan could defend three positions tops, one, two, three. And, well, I, I and, and and listen, because I prop one up doesn't mean I want to knock another one down. They're both in the conversation. But this conversation is over because Jordan ain't coming back and LeBron is better. LeBron in his prime versus Jordan in his prime. The game is better now and he's still dominating. Jordan did it with, against, I don't know, a bunch of guys that were. Craig Hilo. Yeah, like what? <laughs> LeBron is doing it against the best. And when he went and beat Golden State, when Golden State was unbeatable and they didn't have injuries. He solidified it. In my book he just solidified his legacy as the greatest of all time. He can win and he made the game better. The game is better than it was uh when Jordan left the game. And it would be better than when, when he when LeBron came in. It's a better game now. It's a more question. fun to watch. I have a question for you. You got your
2: Raptors that you love. You could add LeBron James to that team in his prime or add Michael Done. Jordan in his prime. Done. Which would make the Raptors better?
3: So De- depending on who you lose, in a sense, but done. I I'll build. No no. I'll no which one makes you better? Oh, LeBron, hands down. So LeBron went to LeBron went to finals with Cleveland for with sure. nothing. For sure. No, Jordan went. Beat a lot on Jordan the way, though, went but. to the finals with the second best player arguably in the NBA at the time. Agreed. LeBron never had that, and he and he went. Well, now, never no. had that. Now yeah, he's Kyrie got that. and Kevin Sorry. Love.
2: <laughs> no, no, he's saying the first time he went to the finals. Yeah, first time,
3: sorry. But now he's got... First time he went with Now he's got AD
2: and Ilgowskis and... They,
3: he's got AD now LeBron and a bunch of films. went to the finals. finals in
2: Cleveland before what he year? went to Miami. What yeah. year?
3: They lost just the year before he went to the Miami. The year before he went to with Miami. With
2: Shaq? No. Did they have Shaq?
0: In Cleveland? Yeah. He played there for a year, too. He but
2: did, but I don't know if he was on that team. I can't, I can't That remember. team was Larry Hughes and him. And okay. Ongalskis.
0: Okay. It was it was, nonetheless,
3: so he's got the AD was, now. Okay. He's got AD now. He's got he's got that other MVP candidate in his on his team. Yeah. I'm I'm saying right now, they're the best team, and they're the team to beat right now. And they have very little else. It's a two-man team. They, the NBA for the last three, four years has been a three-man game. They're a two-man team, and they're gonna change the, he's gonna change the NBA again
0: no i I was just it's funny you say that because watching them last night i'm like oh they've got a little 1990s in them like there's they go big and they go they can go huge dwight howard looks like he's 20. like i don't know if i've watched every dwight howard minute this year and he is fit motivated grumpy he's got something to prove and McGee's
2: no, no shot either.
0: McGee's, right? but you know what? McGee's starting, and I say I don't. I like Howard more than I like McGee, and I didn't think I would ever say that. But well, Howard's better coming off the bench. Well, he's motivated. Yeah, it looks like something. It ain't broke, so don't fix it. But he's blocking shots. He's rebounding. He's uh, he's had a double double every game, in limited minutes twenty minutes, eighteen minutes, twenty minutes. So yeah, and it's they're sort of reinventing this like, you know, big big, high high post low post deal. He's playing the pick and roll. I, listen, I'm I'm with you, and I get it. I I totally get it, and I I certainly know that LeBron, in his Cleveland days. I mean, heck, he took that most recent Cleveland team with oh. Rodney Hood and Larry Nance and those bums, and they made the finals with that team, and they got yeah. they got beat pretty bad. But that they were awful.
3: And and yeah. don't I don't want to disrespect MJ. When MJ finished, he was the greatest of all time, and eventually, that gets broken. You know that somebody else replaces you. I think he's been replaced. Uh, does he belong in the conversation still? Can we have this debate? Absolutely. LeBron will never get the hardware, the amount of hardware that Jordan has. The game's just so big and different now since when Jordan was there. You get a guy like LeBron going there makes Jordan look small. You know, if you put him, take Jordan in this era, he's still a good player. Is he dominant the way LeBron is? No. You take LeBron back and put him in that era,
0: it's a different game you know what my here's my thing with jordan when he got the ball everything was technically sound all the time he didn't just start dribbling for no reason he passed with two hands he didn't make cross court passes with it looking away (laughs) everything was technically sound and perfect and for a full generation after he retired i mean kobe bryant basically looked like (laughs) Michael Jordan on the floor Kobe Bryant might be the second best player of all time there's an argument there I I disagree I say that Jordan had a bigger impact on the NBA culture aside you know with the shoes and all the band and the long shorts and all that that's all secondary but the actual game itself we saw the two guard go to a whole new level in the NBA after Jordan retired what we've seen with the LeBron is like a Swiss Army knife all-star caliber player at four or five different positions it's remarkable what he's done i agree with you i've never seen a guy that athletic can guard every position can play point guard can play center like it's crazy he's like magic without with more offense so yeah he's a special special talent but technically his shot his moves his jab steps they're not jordan they're not in the same league you know why no i don't know why coaching
1: well who has michael jordan been coached by that yes. stuff is not natural. Well, you So know, he was coached in North Carolina by yeah. one of the greatest ever. Dean then Smith, got to yeah. uh, Chicago and arguably under one of the top coaches of all time. Kobe Bryant was also under that same coach for many years. And LeBron has been coached by who? Pat Riley for one year and the rest were these nobodies? Tyrone Lu. You know what I mean? Like LeBron was has never been coached properly. That high school coach is not showing him stuff. He's just a natural phenom, lets him do whatever he wants. It's, it's showtime on Friday nights that's nationally televised for a high school game. Then he goes and goes right to the NBA and is not coached by anybody. What LeBron has done without being coached is
3: ridiculous.
0: I'd have to agree with that. That's and, a pretty fair statement. And I would
3: also say you kind of making our point for us uh, Pep, when you say uh, technically my, MJ is a better basketball player. But in terms of being the greatest basketball player of all time, the dominating, uh, changing the game, that impact that you have overall. Sean Kemp? Sean Kemp. (laughs) Because most of his children play there. But no, uh, LeBron is the man. You can't, Giannis, AD, all these superstars that are, cat. all these superstars out now, you have to be big and athletic to make it now. There's very few people who can make it and be a pigeonhole player at one spot. You gotta be a multi position player. That's the that's the LeBron factor. He changed the game. And he didn't just change add a three point
0: line or add this rule or that. He changed the game. Oh, I, I agree. And look, the center position is almost non existent now because of the, the the style of play. So what can I say? I that's uh, I think Jordan, you say LeBron, yeah. you say Jordan. Jordan. Like and, I said to Dan, like yeah.
2: if I had a team right now, it's Jordan. Yeah. Because Jordan's a killer. Period.
0: Oh, just, he's you a killer. You pronounce
1: Jamon Green wrong. <laughs>
2: oh, for love of God. <laughs> like, for love of God. You look at the killers in the league, and that's where you can talk about Kobe. <laughs> that, that's where you can talk about a very small few. LeBron's not a killer. Period. I think in terms of overall game, LeBron's probably the best all-around basketball player we've ever seen. I think he's magic, except his longevity has been surreal. And that's phenomenal, and he needs to be commended for it, and he's the second best all time because of it.
1: But A lot of people use that killer instinct and the, who wants the ball in their hands that you last bet. second to shoot the shot, and Jordan did that. You bet. For sure. I think LeBron made the smarter basketball choice. If it wasn't sure. there, he wasn't going to force it. Agreed. You know, And he would do that, and he would get criticized for that because he didn't have the killer instinct to shoot up a, a ball that maybe wasn't the best shot. Yep. Anyway. I, look, I, I mean,
2: Kawhi never should have shot that crazy bounce, bounce, bounce shot last year, but he's got the killer instinct to go take it. LeBron would have passed that to someone. I
0: Would've. know, I know many play, many people who would uh, who would say that they would either pick Bird or Magic as the greatest players of all time, or even Kareem, because the NBA was dying in the For late seventies, sure. and they saved it not only because they were extreme talents, but. Um, their competitive nature just continued in, into the pros from uh, Michigan State and Indiana State. The Bird and Magic, are they in the conversation? In terms of the greatest of yeah, all time. Yeah, Bill,
3: Bill Russell, too, like you go back further, right? Like, I'd say they're top five. I put Kareem up there as well.
0: I, this wasn't on my list of things, but okay, Let's while we're here,
3: top five. LeBron, MJ, Magic. Uh, Kareem, and probably Russell. Wow. I hate the fact that I left out Bird, but that's my instincts, man. Wow.
2: That's mine, except Kobe instead of Russell.
0: Sorry, sorry. Rock, do you have a top five? No. No?
1: I, after you get LeBron, MJ you know cream's uh, got to be cream's got to be in there shaq uh, are we know? talking about shaq? magic shaq? has to be in there we
0: talked about shaq's guys doesn't get enough love <laughs> we talk about a guy who changed the game
1: shaq's shaq's shaq changed everything. on my top five for sure yeah i mean he was the you know the first and whatever when i play basketball it was you know not a typical basketball frame kind of thing and shaq was the first one that was kind of like that like he was just massive and what he did athletically again when you talk about we could talk about the generations and how the the athlete in itself has changed and then therefore changed in the game and what LeBron's done Shaq was that
0: for game me game changer he yeah. flipped this he flipped the script I, I think he's the reason the Lakers won the first three championships personally 100%. 30 and 10 every night you know um, Kobe was able to to really evolve as a young player playing with Shaq then we saw the mature kobe win another two anyways wow we we talked about oh i didn't give you my top five, want to know yeah, my top five? It, yeah. yeah kareem um james kareem Worthy. magic james Worthy, <laughs> michael cooper byron scott okay <laughs> <off to break. laughs> uh wow that was awesome we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna wrap it up with some rapid fire questions i i know we had the ncaa on our docket but we are t- i, want, oh, I yeah. want it to be time sensitive the ncaa could be a whole other <laughs> whole other podcast we're going to have you guys back on for for ncaa but we're going to end end the podcast after the break with some rapid fire questions so
1: all right if you guys are enjoying what you're listening to check out uh the show notes there will be a link there and if you want to buy pep and i a coffee you can click the link and you can uh go in and buy us a coffee Here, this is new for you, but it was a new thing I saw on somebody's YouTube video. Okay. And it's actually, I set up a page. It's a link and you can go in and people can quote unquote buy us a coffee. So it's literally, I think it's like fundraising probably. I don't think people actually use it for coffee, but it's the way it's set up. It's like, oh, you can buy us a coffee for three bucks or (laughs) seven coffees or whatever. Anyway.
0: (laughs) And you know how much coffee I drink, right? Exactly. You're going to log into a morning. You have zero, zero dollars. Right, and Pep is debited sprinting <laughs> yeah. around the block. Last night, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll okay. put the uh, the link in the
1: show notes. So if anybody out there wants to buy us a coffee and we'd likes what we're it. doing, then we'd appreciate it. We're going to a break.
0: And we're back finish up this 34th episode of the uc i uh before we get into our rapid fire questions with uh, dan and dave i want to thank you both for taking time out of your busy schedules it's uh, awesome to come out and uh spend some time with us we love it brock and i love it um and uh again we all share the do we have some disagreements on best player here and there sure but we all share the same philosophy when it comes to sport and uh, it's it's been great having you guys on, but I do want to finish. We tend to finish these uh, segments with uh, rapid fire questions, and they're just sort of they could be one answer, they could be a couple of words, but we're, the, the goal is to sort of get the get the answer in and move on. So I want to start with question number one. I'm going to go around the table. You can answer some of these too. Oh two. shit! All right. Um, I want to know who you, Dan. Who is your favorite team? And it? it's any sport. Who is your favorite team? Toronto Maple Leafs. Rah. Raptors. Florida Gators. Okay. Football. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers over here. Um, Dan favorite player of Wayne Gretzky Scottie Pippen Tim Tebow Tim Tebow oh my god I, I knew Not you Jesse loved Palmer? him but as, as, out of all the guys <laughs> no okay Magic Johnson over here NBA season is it too long yes or no yes 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 I say yes first round of the NBA playoffs used to be best of five in 2003 they changed it to best of seven Um, Do you like it? Dislike it? Why?
3: I love it. I think uh, the cream will rise to the top. I think most of us want to watch meaningful basketball and the playoffs epitomize that, so let's watch as much of it as we can.
0: So you like the, the move to best of seven? I want seven games, yeah.
2: Can't stand it. Get back to five. It's already too long of a season. Playoffs goes way too long. Need to get back to five. Give the underdogs a chance. If you do any kind of pools, which I do for basketball at the end of the season, it's chalky, chalky, chalky in basketball because, as Dan said, cream rise to the top. Go five games and see some underdogs like that Denver Matumbo holding the ball. we
0: got it right over here. You bet. Rock?
1: I was going to say that I like it, (laughs) but that's a valid argument. Um, But that's not what the NBA is for. You want your upsets? Watch March Madness. Uh, I think the seven-game series – I'd rather see more, in general, I'd rather see more playoffs than less, and I'd rather see a a shorter regular season to accommodate a longer playoff. The same for baseball and most sports, too.
0: You know, I'm with all of you. I liked it initially. Since they changed it, I don't hate it either. Like, I I saw the benefit to both. I did, you know, the the upsets. Hey, listen, the 93... three lakers the year magic said um, i can't play anymore almost beat the sun charles barkley's sons in the first round but it was a best of five they won the first two then they lost three in a row so you know i have these memories and I'm i am was like, a big I,
1: phoenix fan back then because charles is like my all-time favorite basketball player yeah and uh i remember that series and i that was, was close. pretty happy it was uh, a worthy
0: came out of you know sort of renaissance uh, but anyway that, that's my that's my cue I'd, I'd like to see baseball if any sport Add a best of three instead of the wild card, yeah, wild one count, game one wild game, card, and sure. then continue their best of five, and, and, and so on. So and far.
1: maybe have you know maybe under a hundred games a season instead of hundred and <laughs> sixty-two. Anyway,
0: yeah. Uh, one rule that should be enforced, and one that should be changed, if or and or, uh, in the NBA. i
3: I'd, maybe clarified as opposed to enforced. I think they got to figure out the the block charge thing a little bit better.
0: Underneath the hoop, or generally speaking? uh, Just
3: generally speaking, but definitely when on on that scoring play underneath the hoop, for sure. Um, And uh, Dave and I were speaking before we came on here about the three point line. You know, uh, he wants to change it. uh, Maybe make it a little bit longer. Uh, I'm I'm cool with that. I I don't really have a preference for what which one has to has to change necessarily. I just think one needs to be enforced. Okay,
2: traveling. The just whole gather step stuff that they're getting into now, it's awful.
0: It is awful. And as a coach who you try to teach the the, the right moves, they you watch Harden for a game in your life. Oh, it's
2: awful. Just and then you get the kids. I've got so many of the kids at school. Doing back whole Barbie, steps. Look at this. This is my gather step so it doesn't count. And then I can take two steps. I'm like, no, that's a travel. No, no, it's my gather step. <laughs> It's, driving, it's travel it, kit. It's killing, yeah, killing yeah. me. Killing me. <laughs>
1: Why don't you gather your shit and get out of the gym, son? <laughs> 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 that deserves
2: one. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Uh, B, do you uh, have a, any rules you've seen the, for?
1: the block charge was definitely – I mean, that was front and center during the playoffs. Yeah. So I found there was a lot of, of questions around that. And um, I wouldn't mind seeing them look into maybe a four-point line or something like that that kind of –
0: a four-point spot, even it's like a circle that uh, they they have in the in the uh, Big Three league.
1: Mm, maybe, yeah, you yeah. know, be different. Yeah, I mean, be because
0: you can't change
1: do to something, but don't be gimmicky. The, like, the re- don't.
0: Why I like the circles outside, uh, like sort of foul line extenders, because they can't do anything more with the sidelines unless they make the court bigger. So you're stuck from sideline to sideline. there's not nothing it's not moving there's barely uh, enough room as it is how many out of bounds plays do you see or out of bounds steps do guys take uh trying to shoot threes from the corner um but i could see them extending from the top up but that would make it uneven no like it'd be an advantage to shoot three it's already uneven
2: it will make it even more
0: oh is it already uneven? is it shorter from the corners why they call the short corner (laughs) i did i did (laughs) not know that come on it is
3: shorter from the corner, but I didn't think they call it. The short corner is between the baseline three and the block. I
0: didn't know like, this. they called so the roster spot.
1: Well, think of the line, the actual three-point line. It doesn't. It starts at the top, and it yeah. goes in a circular and until it, it gets to the side, and then it goes straight, straight down. Does so it, it's got to it be straight, be, yes. yeah. In yeah. The
3: straight NBA down. Does in the NBA, Because they're so far The ones far out. you play on, Pep, they're, they're all short.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why he likes to shoot so much. Swish. Swish. <laughs> swish. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I— I think they need to address the carrying yes uh, I, I can't stand guys who dribble and when they cross over their hands pretty much under the ball and the referees just it's just not called ever and the one thing I, I haven't seen too much of it this year but I, I wish they could somehow eliminate the open court foul that takes away a fast break yeah like the the, uh, the intentional foul there's got to be a way to make it like two in the ball or something to just get well, the Well, they have it for
2: a clear path. For a
0: clear path. Well, what they're but, doing
2: is that they're fouling before the clear path. Exactly. But it should still be, they should enforce it as a clear path yes. anyway because clearly they're about to score.
0: Because it takes away from the beauty of the game as far Agreed. as I'm concerned. I like watching fast break basketball and you don't get to see it because you're uh, getting intentionally fouled. So anyway, that's, that's my cue. All right. Uh, what else we got on this? Oh, okay. Okay. Hardest sport to officiate? Uh, baseball. I, I, I didn't have why on here, but I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh,
3: that strike zone. The ball's coming in whatever, you know, 100 miles an hour. Uh, the plays at first, second, wherever. It's bang, bang every single time, it seems. Uh, it, it's just, it's such minutiae, the detail that they have to pay attention to. Uh, whereas contact on a, on a body, on a shot, a little bit easier to see, uh, I think, than uh, an abstract strike zone or... Uh, looking up and seeing the ball hit the glove at the same time you're looking down to see the foot at the bag. That's true. Uh, or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, sure. So, sure. That's where I'm coming from.
2: Okay. Basketball. Basketball. It's too ticky-tack. There's, there's yeah. so much stuff, and I just go back to Shaq days. Shaq would go up, he'd get hit, but he's so big it doesn't affect him, so he'd score. It's an and one every time. Yeah, no doubt. And it was ridiculous. No doubt. But I would say uh, for a buddy, football. I mean you could probably call a you could probably throw a penalty flag on every play. like it's incredible what's called and what isn't called like i don't know how the people in the trenches don't get called for a hold every time so yeah
1: you're not holding you're not trying there you go um i think basketball is probably the for me i think is the toughest one because everything's so quick and a lot of it's not reviewable like even you know, baseball is extremely hard to do, but now almost everything's reviewable except for our balls and strike. Um, and even that, when you see a balls and strike like that, is hard to be consistent. And it is an abstract thing. And uh, you know, in the playoffs, you can clearly see like that'll that'll change the uh, the flow of a game really quickly. Football, you're right. There's a lot of calls, but basketball, it really is. Uh, um, you you talk about Shaq, and it's it's. It's how if Shaq had reacted the way a lot of the guys nowadays react to fouls because they're selling it, they have to sell it in order to get the call, that's the stuff that yeah, I think Yeah, Shaq never flopped. No, ever.
0: I don't, he would— yeah. Shaq, Shaq is the man. I, you know what? The more I talk about Shaq, the more I think he's one of the, one of the pioneers. He changed the game completely. The problem is
2: he wouldn't survive today.
0: He wouldn't th- survive yeah, today. And yeah, yeah. this no. three-point shooting NBA, yeah,
2: I don't know if there's a space for him.
0: You got to get up and down the they floor. They would put him
2: in a pick and roll. He can't defend the pick and roll. So yeah. eras, right.
1: It's wild. Sha- uh, Shaq, if you're listening to uh, our condolences for the loss <laughs> of your sister. Oh yeah, man. Lost sister no, not too yeah. long ago. Were going to something else. No, yes. no, no I I, uh, huge condolences. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, actually, uh, uh, a woman my wife works with went to LSU for college, and Shaq. She's a teacher at All Saints, and one time she was late coming into school. And she was talking to my wife, whatever. She's like, "Oh, she's like Shaq called me on the way to school and had to like talk or whatever." And I'm Shack's- like, "Shaq, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Who called you?" Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal yeah. gives, just gives her a call to like shoot the shit. I'm like. Did you see this group doing their little thing condolences for him? It was
0: awesome. Ernie Johnson, uh, yeah, yeah, Ernie Johnson
1: and Kenny and
2: Ernie, uh, and Charles. It was Ernie awesome. couldn't yeah. keep it together. No, like, he yeah. couldn't.
0: You
1: could see it. Yeah. yeah, he was talking about how important he was, mm-hmm. anyway, or she was to him and stuff. Well, oh, so. he's a huge family guy too, right? So I wasn't. I I saw that and I didn't know what had happened and I, like, kind of panicked there. I thought something happened to him too. You know, like it, that. Just the way they were talking, I hadn't heard of it. And then I read up on it. Anyway, yeah. Um, not that you are listening, but you are our condolences.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, like, uh, Shaq. Shaq's one of my favorite guys on TV. You know, he 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 never crosses the line. Sometimes he'll push the envelope a little bit with Barkley, but he never crosses the line. And he's funny as hell. And he he's involved in so many things. Like he's yeah. well, behind the scenes, he does so much. Uh, whether it's charity work or whether it's like, you know, uh, in that what's that? What's that show with? Uh, James Corgan or in a car to tell him stories and stuff like oh, that. Oh, the
1: car karaoke? Yeah, he was in that. Was he? I think he was in oh, that. I got to yeah, see that. It's hilarious. Some of the commercials he's on the board for Papa John's. Yeah. Again, oh, no man shot man there. Man of my own heart, yeah. No <laughs> shot
0: there. Uh, I say, your, yeah. no no love for hockey, but I'm not saying hockey. I just, is hockey not a tough sport to I, mean, I guess you're not looking for much except...
3: You know, you I, know I think like, Brock raises a good point about officiating in general. The ones that allow more review, maybe you you can be a little bit more critical of sure. because there's all these review opportunities basketball has a little less of that hockey has tons of review and i and they don't even get that right like that where they review there's an yeah. offside last night it was like is that even offside like the puck is under control like
0: so I, yeah i, I, I don't know. i'm gonna go with football only because it's it's so bad right now. It's the NFL is has got a real problem on its hands with its officiating. Now I don't know if they if the the boys up in the head office are saying call everything, because we're trying to eliminate certain things in the game, and it's we're only going to be able to do it if we have this five year span where we call everything, and then in five years, you know, hopefully players will learn the behavior and what not to do, and then we'll be fine. I don't. But the NFL has got a real problem with officiating.
1: I think officiating. Across all sports, is going to suffer, and it's going to—it's not going to—it's going to get worse before it gets better, and that's because of who's going into officiating nowadays. With the amount of replays, with the amount of social media, with the amount of uh, pressure and uh, the microscope you're under in terms of officiating, who wants that kind of? You could be a player and have a shitty game, you got to face it, but you can go out and do it again and, and make up for it. If you're an official and you screw something up, you're almost in a top 10 of the worst calls ever, and then you never come back from it. They never say, oh, that was a great call next game and make up for it. What kid, what what person wants to put themselves into that? You know. And I think it's just, it's a dying profession and it's going to be something where they're going to have to get into, it's just going to be a shit ton of cameras A lot of people at the cameras watching for these replays and stopping if they need to, and somebody just monitoring the game. But I think it's all going to be done remotely pretty quick. At the pro level, that's what they need. They need to just
2: put someone upstairs who sees all the same angles that everyone on TV does, because they keep on saying the same stuff. Well, if someone at home sees that that was a mistake, why aren't they calling it? Well, then just put someone upstairs.
1: Right. And put a butt in the guy's ear. best example.
2: And just say, like, I'm up here. That was a foul. Call it this way.
1: Done. Baseball doesn't need anything except for red and green light behind the plate. You don't need an umpire. You have no. all the the technology now. Where if it's a strike, boom, green. It's, yes. it's it's a strike. Red. It's a thing. You go to first. Oh, is he safe? Boom. It's red or green. Move on. You don't even need. There's anyway. And there's so many. Hi, there's so many
0: hybrid solutions. Trademark. You can. You can Oh, hybrid sorry. solutions.
1: I said trademark. Oh, in case I, somebody would okay. puts the red and green lights up there. I just oh, I, I, thought you, I thought My
0: term hybrid solution was trademarked. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't realize <laughs> two random words I just threw together there. Um, but every sport can can create some hybrid, like like baseball, for example. You can still throw an ump there, but have the have the cyclops as well, and the ump can overturn or something. Anyway, I think I personally think football is the hardest to officiate because there's guys running so fast trying to kill each other and they're not only that but they're trying to get away with so much yeah more than any sport like you can get away with a flop in the nba but generally it's two guys in a clear area where a ref can see it in football guys are yanking and tugging in the middle of a pile or down the field when the when the ball's still in the quarterback's hands and there's just guys are trying to get away with so much in the pros. I don't see so much it's in college, tar- It's the
1: targeting, I think. Yeah. That stuff in the secondary where you're hitting either head-to-head on a receiver, oh. and if they slow it down, it's, oh, yeah, it was head-to-head contact. And you're like, well, the guy's coming in to make a tackle here, and then the receiver is getting pushed somewhere, and he ends up bringing his helmet to a different level, and now he's expected to, in the middle of a, a dive, change his trajectory and hit somewhere else. Anyway, stuff like that, I think, is extremely hard, even from a replay standpoint. But, but I I, I, I but saw a
0: roughing the passer pl- call. Sorry to interrupt you, Dan. Uh, a couple days ago, a roughing the passer call with the the outside. Uh, I think it was either the outside linebacker, the D lineman, was was making a swim move. The offensive lineman had him, but he kind of he was trying to swat the ball from the uh, from the quarterback's hands, and it grazed the quarterback's helmet. Yeah. His hand.
1: like Was it Tom Brady's helmet? Yep. <laughs> it actually, Tom Brady's it Tom, helmet. Was he it gets suspended.
0: It might have been TBs. I don't remember who it was. I just remember watching it, saying, "How the hell is that a, a, a roughing the passer?"
3: Yeah. Anything to the head, anything I, to the head, I, anything below the knee. Brock made a point earlier that I think uh, warrants more conversation than another time. But a bit who aspires to be officials now? I mean, yeah, you're under the microscope all the time. But also that culture of the officials suck. You yeah. know that we have has translated down to youth sport. And so people go watch U Sports, and they're all over the officials about every different thing—basketball, two-man hockey—doesn't matter. Yeah, they're all over these kids, really, who are officiating these games. So why would you want? Yeah, okay, you know, you get fifty bucks a game if you do a high school basketball game or whatever. Uh, That sounds like really good money, but you got to put up with a lot of crap from a lot of different people every time you step on the floor. You know, one of the refs said to me. In a gym, at a basketball game, you have 24 kids, 12 on each side, four coaches, two on each side, and two refs. Only two people there that don't care about the outcome of the game are the two that everyone shits on all the time. You know what I mean? And they don't care about the outcome. So they're not calling it from a biased slant. Yeah, But they get get all the flack. All right, rapid-fire questions here. Okay,
0: okay, okay. okay. Um, Number seven, is the center position... And post-play, a dead position in basketball, much like the fullback is becoming in football.
1: We already addressed it. Yeah, po-
0: post-play, essentially. like a, The center position will never go away because seven-footers will continue to play basketball. And But post-play, you know, you know, know, coming down, having a guy post up and back it, down. It's not
3: that- dead, but it's not essential. It's not an integral part of the game. It's an asset. You know, Serge posted up every now and then in the yeah. playoffs last year. That was nice to have that little baby hook in the middle, but you can win without it.
2: Dead might be too strong, but yes, exactly. And basically because of analytics, we talked a bit about that beforehand, which is where I was talking like the three point line has to get extended because right now any analytics say layups, foul shots, threes, no mid range, no post up. Analytics tell you this is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Okay, we'll make the three point shot deeper. Now all of a sudden, that's not as high of a percentage, maybe we get back to post play. But to do that, as we were talking about earlier, it doesn't fit on the court. Unless they're willing to take less money and make the court wider and get rid of the first row or two to be able to get a wider three-point line all the way around,
0: it's never gonna change. And I will take that a step further and say hockey needs to do that because the ice rink is too small for too these Too small, guys. They, gotta, they gotta go to Olympic it's, size it's, for it's, sure. It's it, it brutal to watch.
1: Or you just move it to a four-on-four or something like that. Yes. Which is a cheaper solution than it is to probably convert all rings to the European style. Um, But, yeah, I I agree. Uh, I don't don't think it's dead, but it's not a prevalent part of building a team anymore. And I think, you know, Dave, you're right on with the analytics. It's like the guy that punts on fourth down or or doesn't punt ever in high school because analytics say, you know, the return on investment of a punt is not it's worth it to go for it on fourth your odds of making the fourth down are better than the return you're going to get on punting and once you start playing with those odds it's uh you know sports uh sports are all numbers
0: stats i I think i agree with all of you and everything you've said for sure i think the i think it's not dead it's not essential but it's not dead but it may make a return if some rule changes occur i don't see the nba adjusting their floor at all but we Everything's don't. cyclical. Everything is cyclical. You know, for in sure. Sports. You get
1: another Shack out there now. Where okay, you have a, a fast break and smaller guys, and then you have a Shack in the middle that nobody can cover, nobody can can guard. Then the next guy who wants to fight against the Lakers in the West, they go get a big guy who can compete with Shaq, and then it just it, it rolls from there. It's and, just all football style, same thing. Everything yeah. cyclical.
0: And if you look, I am I guarantee you, teams in the NFL are writing notes about what Patriots and the Ravens are doing with their offenses fullback three tight ends run the ball option plays fast quarterback big offensive line play some defense that was in style in the 80s it disappeared in the late 90s and most of the 2000s and guess what it's in vogue again so it's cyclical and uh you know the fullback the fullback to me is like I love a fullback man I love a guy that's his only goal is to run as fast as he can towards somebody Designate a, a, a target and knock them under ass. So you don't. I mean, what you, uh, tight ends don't do that?
1: Everything being cyclical, maybe my uh, denim overalls from Philman Right, will make. It no, come well, out. let's keep
0: those. Uh, let's keep those okay, in the okay, in perfect. the closet. Not everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, got it. Okay, favorite sports shoe company. Uh, Nike. Nike.
1: Uh, shoe company yeah. only. Under Armour is my my go-to. I love shoe? Under Armour for shoes too. Oh yeah, I got a bunch okay. of Under Armour. I love them.
0: I, I'm I'm Nike all, all the time. And last but not least, your favorite uniform in the NBA.
3: Oh, wow. I'm going to pass for now. i got to
0: think about that We'll
2: one. come back to you. It's Raptors. With the, like Raptors, the Raptors, though. Not the old school, dino-looking.
3: The
0: one they the, wear now or the one that Vince Carter wore? Like The, the one the,
2: they wear now. The, the one the that DeRozan light, wore. red, or black where it just says Raptors across the chest.
0: Okay. I like the North one.
1: I like the
2: North. It's not like my favorite, but like,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: That's hard. Um, NBA. If I was, you know, back to when I was really into the NBA, it was, uh, well, Charles Barkley, the Phoenix Suns, that purple Phoenix Suns. You like Suns.
0: that, the, the shooting sun? I,
1: I wore it. I had it. I loved it. I also liked the Sixers back in the day, too. The very the playing with just the Sixers across and yeah. uh, Charles at that Doc, one. Dr. Yeah. J, yeah. No, Charles Barkley. But, yeah, the – You don't
2: even have one. to ask Pap, it's Lakers, so yeah. –
0: you know, I, well, I like the, I, I like the Lakers uniforms from Magic's era. Yes, I, I don't That's know why they changed when they went to the, the Shaq era. It was, a bad, it was a bad change. But my second, a close second, is the old uh, the old Denver Nuggets. Oh yeah, pre mutombo Alex English, mm-hmm. and Fat Lever, and those guys. But, I, uh, I'm
3: going Celtics here, old school Celtics. I, I something about shirts. I hate shirts? the I hate the flash and dash. You know, I like when you just got the simple thing and you play. You just play. The you don't worry about the show. Job. You take away the image, and you just play the game.
0: The NBA has done a really good job of of these retro unis coming back, and yeah. and uh, some most of most of the teams have a pretty not so flashy like home uniform and away uniform set. They're pretty. they pretty tame considering uh, if you consider other sports. Yeah, for sure. But uh, the one uniform I really like, actually, now come to think of it, is that the the Miami Heat Vice jersey, the throwback the '80s pass.
1: style, whatever, with the pink and everything. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Mi- oh, yeah. the Miami
0: Vice. Those are sweet. Those I are a sweet. Yeah? yeah. I didn't think they would work until I saw them on the court. And then when they put, when they make the court pink and black, I'm like, this is all right. <laughs> it's very Miami. Like, it's very. Yeah. You think of Miami Vice and, you know. What do you
2: think about when they put the nicknames on the back?
0: For baseball?
2: No, for basketball. They do that? No, they did a while back. They ended up going with whatever their nicknames oh, were. Oh, that's awful. So LeBron had King. No, no. And uh, Ray Allen had Shuttlesworth. That's and terrible. I was like, that's awful. I couldn't stand it. That's that. just awful.
1: awful. I, for some reason, I feel like uh, the Supersonics had a nice one. They're the like, old one was Sean Cannon. Nice, yeah. Oh, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah I used to like that that's one. And call. then
0: in the, in the mid to late 90s, all these teams sort of went with the cartoon stuff. Like the, the, the Sonics changed to the, that Gary Payton's. That uh, was awful. The, the Pistons changed to, like, that Flaming Horse. Yes, the Flaming piston. Horse was really bad. It was awful. And then Grand like, Hill Utah. was awful. Utah went to that, like, the, the mountainous the thing. It's awful. <laughs> That stuff's coming back in vogue a little bit, though. They, the, Utah's third, ju- third jersey this year is that thing. It's that mountain one. Yes. But they look kind of okay now. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, really? awful. It's, it's awful. Cy- cycles. Cycles. Guys, <laughs> if we want to leave our, our listeners with one word tonight, it's cyclical. <laughs> cycles, cyclical, whatever. Boys, uh, I want to thank you very, very much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to join us tonight. This was fun. You guys are super knowledgeable insiders. We want to have you back for NCAA talk. Um, as the season, uh, Speaking of NCAA, Georgetown uh, beat St. Mary's tonight, 81-68. to 68, And uh, undefeated season. Boom. And Duke is... Oh, no, wait. Did Duke win? Did Duke beat Can- Kansas? Uh, yes, Duke, Duke won. Uh, yeah.
3: okay, I thought Kansas won. Though. <laughs> Whoever is number uh, three. For Who? No, number four. Class. Yeah, four. Or one, Kansas one. Right. Or no, I can't
0: remember. Right. Look for Georgetown in the top 25 soon, folks. But anyway, have a great night. Thanks for listening. Brock, thanks once again.
1: Hey, guys, thanks a lot for coming out. That was awesome. I learned more about basketball tonight than I did playing. And I didn't foul out, so that's something to say. <laughs> that's amazing.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: we're going out to uh, Shaq, one of Shaq's songs. I spotify Shaq, and this is the... Uh,
0: one of Shaq's songs? Yeah. Like he this sings? is, uh,
1: yeah, Shaquille O'Neal and Little John. It's called Bang. Yeah. So we're going out to this. Apologies. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't find Shazam. I did not listen to this beforehand, so I apologize. That was, uh, that was really well done. Thanks in advance for the coffee if anybody buys us some. <laughs>